Today on Gamerhead Radio, I've gotten my co-host drunk. Game- he didn't get me drunk. I'm sober. I took off my pants. I'm slightly hot and intoxicated. <laughs> Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. You may have noticed our new intro music. It's, well, it's kind of new. It's kind of old. This is uh, We've decided to replace all our music with the fabulous kind of chiptune-esque uh, versions that uh, were made for us previously for our April Fool's Day episode last year. Uh, we really like them, so we're just going to kind of use them from now on. So that's the new music. My name is Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. We're and for this week, since Goat is still on the road and will be for some time, we have brought in two of our previous co-hosts uh, to my about 2 o'clock, maybe to one one forty-five-ish. I've got Mr. Danny Meckler. I'm at your noon, basically. Poppin' Dad Jam! Hello, uh, everyone. <laughs> hi, Danny, from uh, the Living Social Podcast and other various... Showcase. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Living Social is the deals app. Living Social. <laughs> from the Groupon Podcast. <laughs> from, from the Meet Single Ladies in Your Area Podcast. From the Farmers Only go. Podcast. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's going to be one of those shows. And uh, to my three o'clock breaking my keyboards, I have Mr. Joe Muller. Some people juggle geese. Jesus Christ, they're so close to my chair. <laughs> from what the, podcast are you from? What the Grok? Oh, it's from the uh, from the uh, podcast ra- trifecta right here. From yeah. the rarely recorded, but when it is always excellent, What the Grok podcast. Um, so it has been uh, three weeks since we've done a normal recording um, because of our, um, our, our our trifecta of E3 um, coverage that we did. Uh, once again, sponsored by Arcade Brewery. Thank you, Arcade. You are beautiful and amazing. Lovely. And delicious. Um, That's Yes, and yeah. that. Yes. Um, well, their beer is delicious. They themselves, I haven't licked any of them, so I can't really speak to that. Well, but um, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. That, <laughs> let us know, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> so before we get into uh, what we've been playing, I've got um, uh, got some catching up to do on the release log. So I'll pick up from the from where we uh, left off before. So uh, some of these have already come out. So on the 14th, uh, in case you missed it, uh, Fallout Shelter came up for iOS. Awesome, on the yeah. 16th, uh, I, I have a feeling we'll be talking about about that a little bit. On the 16th, Payday 2 Crime Wave Edition came out for the PS4 and the Xbox One. And then on the 23rd, big old release day, Batman Arkham Knight came out for the PS4, Xbox One, and Windows, kind of, sort of. Um, <laughs> uh, Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Planet Side 2 for PS4. And Tales of the Borderlands Episode 3, Catch a Ride on Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. You didn't say it right. Took long enough. How- Catch a ride! <laughs> I apologize for my failure. Uh, on the 24th, we got MotoGP 15 on Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, and Xbox One. And then on the 25th, another big day of releases, Art Academy Home Studio coming for the Wii U, which I also happened to notice I had an advertisement for on my Wii U gamepad. I keep on forgetting that they're using that as basically a digital billboard, and sometimes I'll <laughs> walk into the room and I'll like blink on with an advertisement or whatever their newest game is, and it freaks me out. <laughs> you should just stop charging it. <laughs> you walk into the room and it but, knows. But, but what happens when every six months I want to use it? Um, That's true. Yeah. Oh, uh, we you. <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest Six Realms of Revelation on iOS and Android. Dreamfall Chapters Book 3 Realms is the subtitle um, uh, on Windows. They're still making those, apparently. Uh, Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions on Android and the Kindle Fire, which is basically Android. Uh, <laughs> Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham on iOS. Uh, of course, it's been out for a while on other platforms, but uh, they, yeah, the Lego games run really oddly well on iOS. It's kind of weird. Uh, 
Um, on the 26th, we had Toy... Uh, toy, toy, toy Toysov? <laughs> T-O-U-K-I-D-E-N. Toykiden. Toykiden? Toykiden. Kiwami. For Windows, not Vita, like I expected. Um, <laughs> on the 30th, Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma Extend on the PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Hyper Dimension Neptunia Re Semicolon Birth 3 Colon V Generation for Guest Platform. Oh, that's a Vita title. <laughs> yeah, it's a Vita, Vita, Vita title. Still on the 30th, J Stars Victory VS Plus on the PS4, PS3, and PS Vita. Japanese, Japanese. Uh, Legend of KHD on the PS4, Windows, and Wii U. And Samurai Warriors Chronicles 3 for the 3DS and PS Vita. Are you making these up? I, I no. actually am not. Um, on July 1st, uh, coming out is Rise of the Incarnates on Windows. On the 2nd, R... Oh, now they're just messing with me. R... 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 No Surge Plus, Ode to an Unborn Star on... PS Vita. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, if it's hard to pronounce, it's th- probably on Vita. Yeah. To be yeah, honest. Yeah, yes. that, they that, just need to change the name of that system to the PS Fuck It. <laughs> Fuck it! Basically, that's <laughs> what they We don't care done. anymore. Um, yep, and that's everything that's coming out up until our next episode airs. So, um... It's a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we had a couple weeks to catch up on we that. We did, we but, did. Uh, but, yeah. So, of all those beautiful, fantastic games, we'll start with our guest, Mr. Meckler. What have you been playing recently? Uh, I got a lot of games on the Steam sale recently. Um, some really <laughs> dumb games, by the way. Uh, I bought... I haven't played all these yet, but I bought Batman Origins, which is probably the most... Arkham Origins. Probably the most normal game on there. <laughs> Okay. Um, I got the fall, which Dan uh, Plot stuff Plotkey says. Is really good. <laughs> plot stuff. That's amazing. Um, Blood Dragon. I just bought, and which is really fun. Beautiful. Mm. I am bread. Is so stupid and fun and challenging. <laughs> we and hard. discussed this a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I love it. It's really difficult though. Um, I bought Shovel Knight, and then I also bought a game called Hatoful Boyfriend. Has anyone heard of this? I've seen the name. I've seen it on Steam. I just I no. Mean, this is a no. dating simulator game where you're the only girl at a brand new school, right? And you have to find a boyfriend. But all of the people at the school are birds. It's an avian Wait. dating simulator. <laughs> oh, including in, the girl interest, is this inter- bird as well. Oh, no, no interspecies uh, avian dating yeah. simulator. Oh, She's the only <laughs> human being in this entire school. The doctor is like this fat bird, and the teacher is a narcoleptic. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Japan is running out of ideas. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I, I assume it, it's Japanese. Yes, I, mean, I, I played I it for assume. three hours. Oh my god! Did, did you find a boyfriend? Yeah, I, I've six times now. It's a, like a half-hour game. What, and what 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 species well, of birds were they? I'm uh, curious. They're all pretty much pigeons. Oh, what? that's wait. What? Yeah, the rats of the sky. Yeah, which is weird because there are no pigeons in Japan, from what I hear. Oh, really? Or morning doves. There's no morning doves. That's what it says in the game. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, I'm taking it for what it's worth because this it is a very factful game. Makes it a point. Values. <laughs> Um, Clearly entirely based in science. Yes. Mm-hmm. But as far as I've been playing, I'm still playing Skate 3. Still love it. <laughs> Can we just assume that every every yeah. time you're on the podcast? Okay. It'll be 30 years from now. Knock on wood, the Gamerhead is still on you know, recording yeah, 30 years There are from two now. games that I'm always going to be playing. Yeah. Skate 3 and Trials Frontier and for iOS. And I just took Trials Frontier to a really nerdy level by downloading and printing off a spreadsheet of all the times and writing down like all my times and everything that I need to plug in. And I found out I'm still missing 22 tracks. Actually, 21 now because I just got one today. Um, but I'm still ranked in the top 0.3% of players that play that game. And there's over like two or three million players that play it. Oh, so I'm insane. happy about that. 
All right. I'm still in the top 7,000, but it's still yeah. a number. Said the guy who purportedly was quitting video games some weeks right. back. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was still playing these two games the whole 7, time. 7,000 is pretty good, though. You know? I mean, you know how big the world is, right? Like, right, people yeah. People exist in it. That's Out of th- two or three million, I think that's pretty fair. You have to assume I have that they only, all play. <laughs> only once ever in my life ranked on a scoreboard for any game, and it was uh, Fight Night 2013, oh, of all the Fight things. Night. Uh, there was I have a photograph of it somewhere I gotta find it and post it I was ranked number 13 in the world at, at Fight Night Holy online shit. and I don't know how because I was fucking terrible at it <laughs> because there were 13 There's people playing that's <laughs> it that's it um, there was no global ranking system for Elite Beat Agents but I have a feeling that my score in that was, was pretty pretty darn high because <laughs> that game was amazing <laughs> then it, I was also playing Axiom Verge I really like that game and has anyone heard of the Talos Principle? Yes, I've heard, heard of it. I've not played yeah. it. This is a game that's similar to Portal in hmm. the puzzle mechanics and uh, first-person view, but it takes it to like this weird mythological step, but you're also playing as an android. It's kind of goofy at first, especially because the, uh, the, <laughs> the narrator's name is Elohim, which is E. Oh. E-L-O-H-I-M, which is, a, I guess, a Hebrew word? Yeah, it's a Hebrew word for God. Or, yeah. Or uh, angels or something. Something like I think it's Hebrew word for God, but my brain is so weird that if I like to spell things backwardsly, so if you spell Elohim backwards, it's my hole. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't get over <laughs> oh that Oh, my God. Um, but it's a, it's a great game. It's really fun. I beat it uh, a couple of weeks ago before I supposedly quit gaming. And... It is a Hebrew word for God, yes. Yeah. The, the developers for that game um, said that... Uh, it's the, that from the game same developer sold, as Serious Sam. That game sold really well based on its cover art because it's it so has a peculiar. Kitten. Yeah. It's, it's an a android hand a petting a cat. And that's why I bought it. Well, yeah, that's, that's why, why I, a lot of people bought it. That's why I'm going success. to buy it. It's an <laughs> awesome game. Charlie just bought it on his iPad. Turns out it actually <laughs> supposedly is a good game as, uh, as well as having, you know... If Android you like Portal, you need to play it. Okay, well, you've well, sold yeah. me. You've completely sold me. Is there a kitten in the game or is that just on the cover? No, no kitten in the game whatsoever. Oh, well, I'll still buy it. Um, there, there's, <laughs> there's some really Does that affect awful you? puzzles in there where you don't understand what's going on. So there's this one puzzle where... Um, Oh, multiple that there's a floating ball that if you get close enough to it it will kill you it like senses your activity and it will kill you it's like it's like a drone like yeah a pro- and it, it's just a sphere okay. and it moves in a very regular pattern and one of the puzzles is you have to get from one end to the other and the only way to do it is to get a box from one end to the other but there's also turrets that are shooting at you and what you have to do, which I found out, which is horrible, is you have to freeze this sphere and put that cube on top of it. And there's nowhere in any explanation whatsoever oh. that you could put the cube on top of the sphere. So I had to look it up on YouTube after a while. And it was just an awful mechanic that no huh. one was is explaining. Is it a mechanic or just a, uh, or something like... That's the only way to beat the puzzle. could do it. No, that's the only way to beat the puzzle. Really? Yeah. Huh. There's only huh. one solution for every puzzle. Really? Well, that's sad. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's kind of how Portal was too. Yeah. So well, I'm not. No, I, I mean, like they're that. they're they're like hacked, kind of like you know, like, like well, tricky. Yeah, but I, I was saying like maybe there's another way to solve this that no one has thought of yet. No, as far as I know, that's the only way to do it. Because oh, eventually, you do learn that you can put it on because of that puzzle, and you have to use that mechanic later on. But it's a really challenging game and awesome. Okay. Really fun. It's longer than Portal and Portal Two, probably combined. Is there is there an explanation for the you know like with Portal? There's a story. There's a reason for, for what, why, what you're doing, what you're doing. Does this have that, or is it just puzzles for the sake of puzzles? No, there's a really uh, lengthy story to it, but okay. it's also kind of dumb. The I don't really care about the story. The kitten is a lie. Basically, the kitten is, is a lie. <laughs> 
Perfect. Okay. That's all I played. Okay. Mr. Muller. Yes. I've been uh, <clears throat> I've been playing Fallout Shelter uh, whenever I get a chance. Like That's the game that I, I'll boot up the old iPad and kind of get a good idea for... Yeah, boot it up. Yeah. Boot, boot it up. <laughs> Launch the old 6 k modem I, on I, the I, iPad. I, I, I flip it on at the back and then hit the button at the front. And Start wait, the ignition. Ma- make up a cup of coffee while it, while it turns on. <laughs> No, but I, I I boot up the old iPad. It might help I, if you adjusted the choke while yeah. it's you know while it's yeah, flying. Yeah, that's, it's I mean that's, that's that helps sometimes. <laughs> Finger the throttle. I mean, if it, if it's cold enough, you don't need to choke it. But. This is basically a long-winded admission that we're all a bunch of old farts. Is what this is. Uh, <laughs> that yep. we know what this yep. is. It helps if you hit the Waited accelerometer until the while you hit the, while you turn the ignatrix. So uh, <laughs> so basically, basically, I've been playing this one. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you like kind of like a interactive anthill scenario. Uh, and then the, the main game that I've been playing this weekend is Arkham Knight and it is phenomenal. Uh, it is just an awesome, oh, if you want to play that game, I just, can't. Uh, if, if you get the opportunity and you want to play it, it is just a phenomenal game to just, I mean, you can get, you can ignore all of the side missions or, you know, take full advantage of all the side missions and, and still have a blast either way. Like I, I've been, I kind of infrequently will get caught up in the side missions, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy the shit out of them yep. and then go, you know what? I, I have to be somewhere in like two hours. I'm just going to pursue the main mission for a little while and, and have a just as much fun either way. Uh, that being said, I do play with the, I, I have the uh, game of the year edition. So that has the like 1960s Batmobile, oh. as well as the 1960s Batman, which I see you have the shirt on. As, as we well. speak, <laughs> the Bill Dozier yeah. Batman 66. Do yeah, you exactly. wear that shirt just so you can play it? Are you one of those people that like <laughs> yeah, puts yeah. on your footy I pajamas? Also have some, and... some Batman underwear that I wear when I play it too. Nice. That's not true, but I could. But you can't confirm that. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume it is. Mm. I, I want that mental picture in my head. It's just a pea mm, stain that it's looks good. like they, a they, there's there's a little cape that comes off the back even. I just put a cape up. Anyway, <laughs> they so, do have that now. I've seen that. I know. I'm not making that up. They have cape. They have I know. I have some. So does John. No, no, I've been, I've been. I also use the 1960s Adam West Bat, Batman costume when I'm which patrolling it, for around. Arkham Knight that <laughs> it's that fun, Batman it? in that oh it's so particular awesome. uh, Adam West Batman outfit is the most terrifying thing I've it's ever so seen. Cool. He looks like a fucking lunatic. He looks like a, he looks like alcoholic Batman. He does in look the like costume. an angry <laughs> drunk. Out on Halloween wearing <laughs> no, no. an Adam West Batman I mean, I mean, costume. Is he armed one with One sec, one sec. I'm going to jump in real quick. Joe, did you play anything else aside from Arkham Knight before we go off on, uh, uh, before we go off on Arkham Knight for 20 oh, God, minutes here? Oh, God, no. Okay, all right. So so that's what you played. So now I don't have enough time. I in, wish I did. In the Arkham Knight, I will now, uh, we, we will now discuss Arkham Knight. So I, I will say, continue, uh, please. Our, uh, the, the Adam West costume in Arkham Knight looks like the alcoholic Superman from the 1950s series. You remember that? Yeah. He, it looks George like Reeves. he put on. Yeah, it yeah. looks like he put on the Batman costume. Yes, it was it like does. fuck off, Adam. <laughs> he, looks, he, he looks like a like a brick shit house oh, Christ, wearing yeah. that that classic skin tight suit. I'd run like the polar opposite of Adam West in it. <laughs> so they didn't give him like like Adam West physique. I haven't. I've, I don't yeah. think it's I've, like. I, what if they put Chris Evans in the suit? <laughs> Why would? But they made him look really him. angry. Like he looks like he's out to beat asses. It's, yeah, it's rough. Do they give him any Adam West like power ups or gadgets? 
no, no, no they should have given changes. him some like, no bat, shark, shark repellent. No, I'm, I'm. Uh, hang on, this is a no gigantic. Boat. No, I, I'm sorry. This is. I'm upset about this. Why? Because if they were gonna put the Adam West suit in there, when you're punching people, you should have gotten the bits and the bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was a little sad yeah. about that. That you, they oh, didn't man. do that. That would have been an awesome Easter egg for us. Because like only. The I would love it if there's still two D. So like you turn and it's just flat. Only, only the people like us that that actually like love that type of shit that old school shit would have, would have, we're going to be the ones to play it anyway you know oh, what yeah. I mean yeah, so I mean sure. it would have been perfect to have that in there just as a little thank you to us it's true and it is Good appreciated Lord. it's lovely this is it this is this is yeah that yeah. is terrifying I know yeah. right I'd be scared to shit look at, if that like, guy zoom in and look at his face Charlie Charlie is, is live googling yeah. right <laughs> um, and, and and taking a look at this particular, I, I recommend and encourage all of you listening at home it's or wherever sim- you're at if you're if you can to to live google this image and look just, uh, look it right in the eyes. Look up, um, yeah, just look up. I just look up <laughs> Arkham Knight Adam West, and it took me, you know, it, it, a very you know simple search. And oh, um, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's terrifying. No. Isn't Thank it? you for telling oh, us how to. Google. If you saw that dude coming towards you on the street, would you not like duck down in a, a side alley or jump into a bush or do anything to get out of his way? Look at it. Ah. That, I mean, he looks like he's staring into my soul. Yeah. If you just his look nose at the, looks broken. If you just look at the face, it kind of looks like Black <laughs> like Panther. He's bad news, Barrett. Did the Adam West suit have those lines? Around yeah, the nose yeah, the there were definitely the lines. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Nose. they weren't wow. as defined as in that photo, but they had them. Yeah. Oh, they felt so. Yeah, he's got like a Mexican girl eyebrows. <laughs> oh Christ! And then, and then there's this. I mean, yeah. well, the bat bulge. Yeah, the the yeah. That look, that's sure. a bat wrinkle. <laughs> were you, I'm sorry. Were you talking about the belt or the bulge? The um the the fabric covering. I mean, he's he's wearing a wrestling outfit. I mean, let let's be clear. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Anyways, it's not Batman. It's El Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie, you 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 played it this week. I have. Um, I'm probably I played it a lot. The you know the the day it came out. First of all, uh, once again, I mean, it's it, we're we're gonna sound like freaking Best Buy shills here, <laughs> but um, I just to be very clear, they are not compensating us in any way for this endorsement mm. and the and previous endor- endorsements about their gamers and lock club uh i'm i'm on board because like for for me like the real acid test was pre-ordering a game and that game showing up on day of release and it did um yep. arkham knight got shipped to me um to my uh, it got delivered on day of release and um absolutely no problems there and because of the um the various bonuses that they had um, after tax and shipping um now i am a elite plus member so i get free shipping on on everything um uh, but uh, but shipped the game was fifty dollars and ninety nine cents so that's nice. ten dollars off sticker plus plus free shipping plus free shipping plus for pre ordering the game I got ten dollars of credit for a future Best Buy purpose and no tax purpose purpose, <laughs> purpose. <laughs> purchase uh, so essentially the game cost me forty bucks uh, for a day of release like t- tier one AAA game if you're not signed up man you're, I mean, you're missing out I, I, I don't even use it but I say I will say sign up. Like I, I, I have it. I, I am a member. I paid the money. I just and why didn't you use that to order Arkham? So, Knight? so here's the thing. Uh, Joe has a tendency to get drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and and when when he does, he has a his inhibition the the, the, the the little filter there that goes. No, you shouldn't buy this. You could pick it up for twenty percent cheaper at Best Buy tomorrow. Literally, like two miles from your house. Uh, that that filter uh, shuts all the way off. I have that problem sometimes with Amazon. Yeah, like I'll have I, a couple drinks and I'm on Amazon. I'm like, fuck it, I want it now. Yeah, I have a few drinks and I spend like over a hundred dollars. Well, no, see, I don't have that <laughs> see, problem. See, no, I spent I spent sixty dollars in this and like forty bucks on something else that night, and I was like, yeah. 
Okay, so apps developers, there is a market out there. <laughs> there is a market out there for um, coming up with an app to block drunk Amazon Prime Now shipments. Oh, can I sign up? How does it know? Can I sign up? Like, just based on time. Wait, like, on. If, it's, if it's Friday block. after 7 p.m. It's based on, like, searching Taco Bell on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> it it can't purchase on the weekends. Only a start at 6 a.m. Yeah. Monday morning, you can get it's back like, on are, Amazon. It, it, yeah, it's like you have to, like, solve a puzzle or, like... It blocks shipments yeah. or does it block actual purchases? The actual totally ordering in the first place. You have yeah. to yeah. touch yeah. your nose before you purchase? Touch your nose? You have to type in You have to solve math. I'm enjoying it. Now, I I'm, I'm familiar with some of the... We were talking uh, pre-air about um, some of the complaints about the game that some people have. Um, I will agree that um, I do have some... A little bit of a hard time controlling the Batmobile. Because I'm so used to right trigger being accelerated mm. and left trigger being brake. Not left trigger going into battle mode. And so it's like I keep on forgetting I, how to brake in this stupid car. And so I'm, I'm, I'm learning that as I go. I, um, I hear there's a switch that you can toggle that off. Um, in the, the settings. I'm sure you could change the button mapping. but see, No, it's it. in the settings where you could... Uh, adjust battle mode to a different button. yeah i'm yeah i'm sure you can change the buttons around but see the thing the thing is is that their mapping makes total sense yeah it does. because mm-hmm. they're because of how often you have to throw it into battle mode either for tight maneuverability or because you've got to blow up some unmanned tanks um it's 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 a good thing that it's there because then when you because th- when because then now right trigger is no longer accelerate now it's shoot the cannon and so yeah. it, the, the controls make all the sense in the world it's just yeah. it's so different from anything else i've ever played I had this inside conversation a with my brother actually on the way here to record this evening because he and i have been talking about about it kind of extensively and a lot of people are panning the Batmobile controls yep. complaining about it saying mm-hmm. it controls like shit handles like shirt there's really nothing like wrong yeah, yeah, it like, like shirt, shirt. <laughs> like, like, a, like, like you know what you need you need some things on my floor with these like <laughs> weird Freudian slips you know what you need is you need shirt repellent it's what you need yeah <laughs> but here's the thing. It's, I don't think... My theory on this is that there's nothing wrong with the controls for the Batmobile in oh, this game. Fine. The problem is is that everybody has gotten so used to everything being mapped a standard yeah. way. Uh, when the, it comes to driving, there's like one yeah, paradigm for controls. there's one way to do it. Yeah. And I think that's what's throwing people yeah, off. Absolutely. The best way that I've been able to remember and get used to not throwing it into, into the tank mode is just... You can't go full speed around corners yep. without hitting X or square, depending square. on what position you're playing on, to use the E-brake. You have to E-brake on turns. You. Otherwise, you're going to spin out and smash and everything, and it's yep. going to feel like it's controlling a crap. A lot of people are complaining that they're trying to do like ramp jumps or like areas where they have to go into the air, and they're accidentally hitting... In anticipation of landing, they're hitting you know the, I, the L2 or the left trigger and going into the battle mode. And I think that's why people think the controls suck. I think you just have to... It, it requires a little bit of an investment of time and patience to relearn and retrain your yeah. brain to do and something that's, different. And that's that's nobody's fault. It's just it's, it's, it's there's yeah it's the way it's been. And yeah. so, but I, I I maintain that Rockstar's decision to map it this way it makes perfect sense. It's yeah, just a different. And so that's it's just a it's just a disconnect that we've got to get over. That's well, all if anyone's is. learned anything from this show, it's that gamers will complain about anything. Oh, anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, I've got sir, my tangent about that later. Sir, people on the internet will complain about anything, not just gamers. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yes, that also. Um, no, aside from that, though, um, I, I've, I'm probably five-ish, five, six hours into it. Um, uh, Joe, to what you were saying, I especially love the way that they're doing the side missions where you can pull up that wheel and oh, basically yeah. just like switch your objective right there. I think that's brilliant. That's, and I like how I like how uh, you can... They, it's like, a they, bat wheel. Well, they can... They can sure. They're, they're, <laughs> they're like weirdly three of them. But no, like I like how they... I feel like there will be more eventually. As okay, you bat wheels. Yeah. Right. Fine. I like how they have it so you can, uh, so basically it's still the next section of whatever 
whatever quest can be available at any time, but you might not have intel for it. So you might not, you might not know where it is, mm-hmm. but you can still look for it and it'll be there when you find it. Yep. Like I did the Azrael quest that way and finished the whole thing because it's available at any time. Once you find, so you the just first stumbled one. upon it. It's well, I stumbled upon the first one, yeah. Okay. And then I, I, admittedly, I YouTube the rest as far as <laughs> I, but I YouTube the locations, not like how to. Yeah, beat sure, it. sure. So, but but it's all combat trials. So, so so the game is not programmed so that you have to find the clue for whatever the the clue leads you to to unlock. Like right. you, you, you can, can you can if you know if you if you know either well, from you YouTube can, or prior experience, you can make your way throughout any of these quests without finding the stuff first that's supposed yeah, to lead you, can, you there. You can wait for the police choppers to find all the firefighters and and report it over the radio, and then you got the intel for it. Okay. Or you can just look around the city. Like uh, I just did the the watchtowers. Uh, at one point, there are watchtowers. I don't know how far along you guys are in the game. You're farther than me. I'm only I'm about two hours into it. So, right. okay. I have so Arkham Origins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, there are watchtowers. And the watchtowers uh, kind of serve to be like stationary watchers of the sky that will like catch you and shoot at you if you're flying around them. Um, but they're easy to spot because they, are, they have just these, these red lights shooting up into the sky. And you can find them without intel. It just takes a little bit of looking. So you have to kind of like fly around the city, find them, dive down, figure out your tactics. It's it's a, a whole lot of fun for okay. me anyway. So How long did it take you guys at the very, 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 very beginning of the game to figure out when Joker's body is just staring you at you in the face? To move the controllers yeah. and press buttons? <laughs> to, to light yeah. the fire. Literally seconds. It took me about... about, about about a minute and a half. I was, I was again like, ooh, Frank Sinatra. I was like jamming out. I got you. I was jamming. So, so, so this, this is the, the smallest spoiler absolutely possible because it literally happens in the first 10 seconds of the game. Yeah. But um, oh, if, damn it. If, you, if you've played the game before, the one that Danny is, Danny's is talking about, right so now. yeah, you're, whatever. Um, Joker dies essentially at the end of Arkham City. Um, I knew that. Okay. And uh, okay, Good. cool. So this game starts. I haven't you know, finished Arkham City yet. What the? <laughs> well, then, too bad. Um, I'm 70% through this game. <laughs> um, uh, so, so this game starts out with Joker's body. You know, I'm going to say supposedly to all this, um, you know, because you know it's comic books. You know, you know, people come back to life all the mm. time. But um, uh, with Joker's body being wheeled into an, an incineration chamber, and then the, the camera is like looking straight down at Joker's body, sitting on this rack, just His with the face. pilot lights. Yeah. yeah, just with the pilot lights underneath him, and you have to actually manipulate your controller to get the thing to fire up to actually burn you as the player essentially burn alive jokers or well not alive, you, alive. You, burn, <laughs> you burn you burn him dead you alive. burn joker's body um which i thought was a brilliant touch i thought that was really cool. oh yeah it's cool it was um, really neat oh the the part right after that too where where you're the police officer oh yeah that was, that was a surprise so cool yeah you, like you, dip the donuts in the coffee yeah i love that part <laughs> no you haven't played it yet but yeah i mean it's press r to dip donuts <laughs> but, we, but, but <laughs> R three, <laughs> I'm sitting in a Dunkin' Donuts here. Um, um, you know, I, yeah, I was the, the the first person stuff. I found to be kind of jarring, though. To be honest, yeah. um, I thought it was immersive. I, I liked the way they did it, and it brought I me into cool, the story. Right? Yeah, um, I, only in that it's an Arkham game, and Arkham, to my recollection, has not had first person in it before. Now here's the thing. Um, I'm only two hours into it, mm-hmm. and I've played the Arkham games. And when my brother was on here with us, we talked about it, and you know, we, we love these games, man. Huge Batman fans. Um, I am disgusted with the amount of people trying to find things wrong with this game. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. And there will uh, always with be the trolls. exception of 
some of the women being handled in a half naked fashion, specifically for no ivy. reason. Oh come on, it's that's, poison ivy. That's yeah, but she's that's not usually not, that naked. Yeah. That's the only. But it doesn't oh, bother she, me to be clear. A, she's wearing like a, a thong. Yeah. she's basically wearing a you, thong. You don't. You never see her ass. To you be, only. You only see. That's not the point. To be clear, it does not bother me or offend me. But I can see why it would bother some people. That to me is the only valid complaint anybody has, other than I just don't prefer the controls for the Batmobile. But I have seen people saying everything from. Oh, it would have been a better game if it came out before Witcher. Witcher raised the bar. All right, apples and fucking oranges. Let's not. Yeah. Be I don't know. Okay. Wait, wait till you get seventy percent of the way through the game and then say that because yeah. there, there is a part. I don't want to spoil any of you guys, but there's a part that happens and the no, no, you don't have to. I won't, I won't <laughs> do that. In my ears, I, man. You don't have no. to. I won't do that to you. But basically, the city drastically changes at some point, and, and at that point, it is it is a beautiful change that that changes the way that you you move through the city and. It's a necessity, and and that looks gorgeous. Yeah, okay. Like, I'll just say that. Okay. And, right. and then and then I've seen people complaining that um, that it's uh, graphically it's not as impressive as they thought it would be, well, which blows Witcher. my mind. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Um, that's it's that's insane. I, I mean, I've seen so many stupid complaints. Unless those are PC gamers, so and they want their games to run over thirty frames per second. We'll get to that later. Charlie, can I write an open letter to all gamers out there? Uh, of course fighting. you can. Yes. Shut up. Yeah. Look, okay. I'm just going to say this. With I'm going to need of, that notarized. With um, the amount of broken games we've talked about on this show since the beginning of the year, yep. and with the amount of like wishing and hoping and please God somebody put out what you say you're going to put out, this game runs like it should, at least on the consoles. We'll talk about the PC version in news. Um, it, 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 it runs like it should. There's no load times past the initial load-in for the game, which, which is... Mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, which which I mean, like there are also no load times in Grand Theft Auto Five. However, yeah. the initial loading time in as Arkham Knight is, is a, f- a fifth oh, yeah. of the loading time in Grand it's Theft Auto Five. It's like next to nothing. GTA yeah. Five is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but but that's the point. Is is it's it does exactly what it's supposed to. It it delivers what it promised. Stop complaining. Yep. Somebody finally delivered a quality game, and you're picking it to pieces on the internet. Let's not be crazy. Yeah, people. What the, the internet? Have you been on the internet? But, before? <laughs> there, was a time, but, but there was a time where it's they would video swarm games. everything to be shitty, fun. and then if if that one nugget of awesome oh. came out, the the angry people of the internet will go, "Well, but why aren't you like Arkham? Whatever, you know, what I mean? on. whichever one it was." Oh, and now Dan, it's not. Danny brought up a really good point. What was that, Danny? It's it's video games. They're supposed to be fun. Stop right. complaining yes. and just right. have fun. Yes. Now, now just enjoy a, yourself. That's a point that video gamers don't get anymore. No. They we brought, really don't. We brought this up in the last episode that I was on, is that too many people, too many assholes have started playing video games mm-hmm. and decided that this is their new fucking platform to bitch about stuff. Right. They've made they've made something that should be fun and fairly carefree. You know, Mario Brothers would have been better if uh, Witcher hadn't come out. You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Mario, Mar, Mario Brothers would have been way better if, yeah. if you know, like... Luigi would have fucked Peach, right? Right. Just, yeah. just enjoy your games. Okay, man. that one's just a taller sprite. Dark, right? green. It's That's dark. unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Partake in some do you, joy. Do you, do you suppose that the people complaining about Batman are are just Marvel fanboys? I mean, like, oh, I don't know. Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hold on, as a Marvel fan. No, no, I'm yeah, not, I'm just, that was half joke, not to set you off. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm just joking. There, yeah, there's, like I'm, I'm just trying to find some. It's ha- half just seriously. I'm general people complaining about relatively shallow things. No, that and. That's the thing. I, I'm half jokingly trying to come up for some reason why there, people there really would care isn't. There's, about no, there's nothing wrong with this game other than people, minor no, nitpicky yeah. things that aren't worth. I, I think the reason about. is that people will always find something to bitch about, and there are people yeah. who lo- who that is their pastime. You and I, and you and you, our our pastime is video games, right? Like yeah. we love video, we love gaming. 
However, these people love bitching. They love finding. <laughs> they love finding things to complain about. Yep. Finding finding fault with things, and and then vocalizing that, having making people agree with them. I mean, I I knew a guy I used to work with who would, who would like, make it a point to, try to, he would try to like turn your your point of view on things, yeah, on, like and change your logic only to 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 do it. Just to, as a, he yeah. just loved to argue. Yeah, sure. yeah, he just yeah. loved to argue. He loved yeah. to play devil's advocate. Sure. Look, man, people who complain about nothing, I understand that you're unhappy in your life, but stop trying to smear your misery all over one of the truly, only truly joyful things in this world. Just stop trying to make it miserable. That's it. Have fun. I, I, I'm going. I'm going to make a statement, and then we're going to move on and just touch on the other couple things that I and John. If you have anything else that you've been playing, I gotta go. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm just going to make a quick, broad-reaching statement that that touches on this topic and other other several other topics that you may be familiar with. If you are not happy with something that's happening in the world, if it doesn't affect you, don't complain about it because it just doesn't make any and if it does affect you we are talking about many things right now (laughs) if it does affect you do something about it or shut the fuck up yes don't just complain for the sake of there you go thank you uh so briefly i will just say that i've also been trying to get through the story of grand theft auto 5 which i just i I should have known but did not know was as long as it really is um Uh i think i'm i think i'm probably uh what was that screenshot i posted i posted a screenshot of my progress and I, i think i'm like uh, I think I have maybe have five or six or seven more main story missions. You got to be getting close. Yeah, and then um, yeah, five or six or seven main story missions left, and then um, uh, a half dozen. I think about the same number of um, the, the the strangers and freaks or whatever it is yeah, missions. Yeah. I think that's all I'm going to do. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to hundred percent this game because you're gone. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But um, I mean, it's it's Grand Theft Auto. It's awesome. I mean, what can I say about it that hasn't already been said? It's fantastic. Um, but uh, just between everything else that's been going on. Yeah, but um, the graphics would have been better. Better. Shut the hell up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's John, how about you? Um, a I, Rockstar game would have been better. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make it quick because I played a lot of shit. I played so much stuff I can't even go through it in a single episode in three weeks. But instead, what I'll say is, is uh, my lovely lady did buy me a, a new 3ds XL, which is wonderful and awesome. I'll probably be talking a little bit about the things I've been playing on there. I did buy the Nindy bundle. Redeemed that. Um, I'm just slowly paying through everything. But what I've played the most is uh, Mr. Ricky Keller was nice enough to let me borrow his copy of uh, Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds, which is fucking phenomenal. It is as good as everybody says it was. 3D on it is very nice, too. Um, I'm playing uh, Mighty Switch Force, which is a tremendous amount of fun. I bought and finished Super Mario Bros. 3 because, yes... Uh, and uh, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. One? Yeah, the old one, dude. Nice. Ghosts and Goblins, or was it Ghouls and Ghosts? The original was Ghouls and Ghosts, I think. Um, I don't know. I'm having fun with it. It's awesome. I'm enjoying it tremendously. I'll be talking about it a lot more. I got a bunch of games with it you know, that were either borrowed or Megan bought for me, but I'll talk about those as I play through them. Um, I'm playing Arkham Knight, obviously. Um been playing The Secret World, which is an MMO that I just oh, love. Oh, Secret World. Uh, of Alex Mack? I used to, I, no. I used to play one. Secret World as well. That was, uh, that it's was a fun so game. so good. It's such an underrated the game. The Super Nintendo game? I, no, no, no. I played no, it. No, it's an MMO. Yeah, this is a new game. MMO. I, I what, yeah. What's the one I'm thinking of? The Super Nintendo... Secret another World? world? Secret of Mana? Thing, I don't oh, know. you're thinking yeah. of... A, yeah, Another World, which is Out of This World. Yeah, that's the one. That's a great game, too. I used to play that... I played that in beta, and then I played it when it came out. And the thing it reminds me of the most is like, do you ever play Star Wars Galaxies? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's open-ended It like reminds that. me it's what... very open-ended. You can be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. You can put your coins wherever you want them. It is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated MMOs in existence. And if you hate MMOs, you should still play this because there's no levels and there's no grind. You just yeah. play when you feel like it. Um, there's no classes, like, specifically. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's it's awesome. so good. Um, I played that, and then I started playing um, this war of mine. Which I will talk about when I can get back to it. There are elements of uh, Fallout Shelter that came from this War of Mine. So huh. if you're playing Fallout Shelter, you'll notice some familiar things. What's in this that war on? Of mine. Is it the game PC that they game? mentioned? The, the, I remember when they were talking about Fallout it's Shelter at the them. conference. They mentioned a specific game that they referenced. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They mentioned XCOM as well in this War of Mine. Yeah, it wasn't XCOM. It was it was something else. No, they so, did yeah. say okay. XCOM. They did. No, mention no, I'm XCOM saying. No, I'm, I, I know. I'm just oh, talking about the other one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's argue more. It's. <laughs> Let's all talk of each other. This so will threw a dick train. Dick. This will there all be is, usable. There is a little dick train in the studio uh, backstory. <laughs> it's a train that, of dicks that Michelle made. Mrs. Technicornicorn made for for us. Mrs. Technicornicorn, and uh, it kind of fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> this is unfortunate. They're and, all very uh, for Danny's transgressions. Slim. He just got. Uh, I, I got dick. He trained. just got pelted with a dick. Good thing my mouth dick was trained. Open. Yeah. It's been a while since we brought up the train. It's true. Um, but. Uh, it was God. I, I hate to say. Also, it, but the if we're doing derailed the my train of thought. <laughs> if we're doing the gamerhead uh, bingo board, um, Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Drink. It's been a while. Damn. Um, so no, I um, this war of mine. I didn't get. I only got maybe an hour with it. It is outstanding. It's as good as everybody said it was. It's tense. It's dramatic. It's stressful. Um, and I really want to play it more, but I got to finish Arkham Knight first. I'll tell you guys more about it when I get through it. Cool. That is Good luck. not nearly all of what I played, but that's what I'm going to talk about this week. All right. Now that you know predominantly what we did in the last three weeks in video gaming, uh, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. Right, so starting off uh, the news roundup for the week at a really odd number five. Um, have any of you guys played the PC game Rust? Oh, no. I have, I have since pre-alpha. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Love I guess they, they broke down the explanation this week for the fact that your in-game penis size is based on your Steam ID. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait really? a second. Is the length of your of your Steam ID or the girth of your, pe- no, your Steam well, ID? Well, hold on. We're going to get to that. So... To, to be clear, at the outset, mine is bazooka camel. So. Nobody, <laughs> nobody in Rust gets. To, did you just say yours is a bazooka camel? My my my, 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 Steam, my Steam ID is bazooka camel. Oh, I thought you were referring to the penis that you <laughs> oh, had in Rust. You were I calling also, your penis. A I also camel. I also call my penis bazooka camel. Well, yes. if you didn't before, you should now. Moving I call on, Anaconda. Anaconda, um, that's good. This is too much information. John, to please. To be clear, yeah. nobody in Rust gets to choose their penis size. Now I, I thought they were. I thought it was standardized. I thought everyone had the same. Let's like get down through the news story. No, no, I'm it's sorry. not standardized. Here's the thing: everybody in the game. For those of you that aren't familiar with Rust, Rust is sort of like a, uh, a survival game. You know, much like in the vein of a lot of games that have been popping. Daisy, Daisy, like Daisy and, <laughs> don't starve. And the don't forest and don't talk about veins. Um, everybody pops into the game. Pretty much naked. <laughs> Do you have to no, say pops? No, no <laughs> pops. I, I realized immediately when I said it. I screwed up. Um, so this was this was the the same people that made. I'm trying so hard. The same people that made Gary's mod <laughs> hard. created Rust. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, they decided that the, the I'm assuming the most diplomatic way to tie diplomatic what, what I said I diplomatic. Love, I love how you said I'm going to try to get through news as quick as possible. You start with the story about penises. Well, I had to get it out of the way early because I knew with the two of you in here it was going to be rough rolling. So the the, <laughs> like the most diplomatic hard. way to tie it in was to make sure that everybody's penis size in the game was related to their Steam ID. As opposed it's, to just not making them the same. No, it's completely that, random. Okay. So and by the, the way, only... you can't see your own penis in this game. I want to yeah, point that out. It's blocked out. You can't see it. You can yeah. you can see someone else's penis. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a number of digital of pixels of, of the sensor. <laughs> so you area? have to find someone else with a no, ruler to censored. really find out? It's not censored. The thing is, you can't see your own. When you look down, you see nothing. You, you don't see somebody your else feet looks at you. or anything. Oh, somebody somebody else looks real they, see, they see stuff. So, so someone so, can see so, a screenshot your dick to you. There's there's a video oh. online. You can actually look to check and see. Somebody put together a montage of dicks, really, oh. on YouTube to give you an idea. Of the, 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 like okay. I didn't see that. Maybe. So the, the designer for the game, uh, Gary Newman, not that Gary Newman. The Gary. Um, told Kotaku <laughs> that the Steam IDs are used as seeds from which the game randomizes a number of visual character aspects. Seeds. I'm sorry. I'm still picturing the guy who does the Toy Story theme song. <laughs> this. That's, that's, Randy, that's Newman. Randy Newman. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Please don't eat any more people. The number um, of pixels in your penis was based yeah. on... Um, he, he did add that the penis size, uh, the penis sizes were particularly, I shouldn't have done a dick story. I knew this was going to happen. What end of the fucking news? Oh, I was thinking exactly You should have given this. me a heads up so I could have at least saved the beer you until should, after the story. You should have given him a heads up, up on the oh, dick yeah. story. Heads down. Now, my favorite part of this is, is, is Gary Newman's quote in regards to being approached to discuss this. It's, it's the blase manner with which he comes out and says this. Uh, he says... The dick thing wasn't really planned. It just so happens that it has a separate bone there for the censorship cube that we can scale independently. I love that he's oh like, oh, yeah, the dick thing. Like, it's just, oh, that old he thing. He knew. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> um, so they... Uh, um, uh, don't ask me why that was uh, one of the top news stories for this week. It just felt... Um, no, that is so very say, deservedly number right. one. How, how, how did it feel, John? Um, <laughs> On the whole. Okay. <laughs> I kept my composure for most of it, but you got me with that one. Yeah, you had a, lo- a really hard grasp on this one. So, oh man, we firm. Could, we could be here all day with this one. So, um, play uh-huh. rust, I guess. I don't know. It, it's, uh, <laughs> did they say, I don't did know they how ever, to segue out what? of that one. No, Normally, did, did my ever, transitions they, are smooth. Did they ever say what what criteria on which the penis size is based? Is like the no, number of characters. No, it's literally your Steam ID. So. When so you when you buy the game, so someone's when, dick when says you, like bazooka cannon. No, no, no. Camel. It's, based, it's bazooka it's based camel. On the, okay. The sort of Steam's internal ID number that your account is basically every you know have an account number that you don't really see. It's oh not really that. yeah, no. So that. it's tied into that. That's and ridiculous. So is that like you, the like the millimeters or something? No, it's just the number. Like, that could get Jesus really Christ, big. That's like eight digits, man. I, I <laughs> it's like a noose. I personally <laughs> a believe. Noose. That what they yeah, should be doing, what they should be doing is like the more games you have in your Steam library, the longer your pieces. That's my opinion. But oh God, I, I the the humble Charlie's bundle. Charlie's really was, uncomfortable. He's so yeah. ready to move on. There's going to be a lot more humble bundle sales. stuff, or is that a listen? Games there, period. Th- there is a subset of our listeners. I don't know how big or how small, <laughs> <laughs> how girthy, but, um, uh, that that right now are just wondering Cringy. why they're still listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's right. And to, well, Goat to, is to, loving this. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is right now. To, to, to you people who who have stuck with us through this trying time, I, I want I want to, 
<laughs> I want to thank you it's for like your loyalty and check. your patience because I did not I did not approve. Uh, no, not John, at all. I blindsided Mr. Him with this. Fallon Flynn Santiago is the news editor, and so it, it's this true. is entirely he, up to him. And, and for so, those who really love this, thanks for coming on this journey with oh us. No, man. So here, here's what I'll say. This story would have probably been a lot lighter, but we've got two of the biggest jokers yeah. from the B-Squad in here at the same time. The so I signed my own this death warrant. With bad to be fair, bad. I called this news story before they were both going to be on the show. So moving on to number four, because if I don't, my God. Four? Hold on. Did we... It was one through... That was number five. Oh, Christ. So we're moving on to number four. Like we're counting down. So. Okay, I thought one through three was the length of the penis joke. No. Oh, moving on. Um, Microsoft... Uh, got into a little bit of hot water uh, with with um, some some fans that that Tim Schafer kind of brings along with him from Double Fine because Microsoft Tim Schafer says that Microsoft says quote told him to make the game for the losers. What, what? does that even mean? What game? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm winding up for the pitch. So Double Fine boss Tim Schaefer um, had a lengthy chat with US Gamer about uh, difficulty, accessibility, and game design. So according to the uh, the Grim, Dan- uh, Grim Fandango, Full Throttle, and Psychonauts creator, one of the most enjoyable aspects of the game is not knowing uh, what to do as soon as you approach an obstacle or puzzle. Um, but he, he did say that there's another approach to smoothing out the spikes until they don't exist, so the rough spots in the game, essentially. Um, he related his experiences working with publishers while playtesting his adventure games, being advised to remove sections in which players had to experiment to solve puzzles. Oh, um, so what he said was, I just remember an important person at Microsoft telling me there are winners and losers out there. <laughs> you should make the game for the losers because there's a lot more of them. Basically, basically, you're saying they told Microsoft told him to dumb down his game, to dumb down his game, to dumb down the puzzles, to make it more accessible for what he thinks are either losers or stupid people, or possibly one and the same in this vile man's mind. So I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the context for this. So how? Did, how yeah, the, what game? How did this come out? And do we know what game they were talking about? No, he was saying in general. It was this was one of the games he was working. So on. this is a recent so interview. While, while that they he had was with doing an he, interview, okay. when, while he was doing an interview with US Gamer, this was a topic of discussion that came up where they were talking about sort of the difficulty of designing puzzles and getting it all together and, and presenting it, and uh, it, it came out to. Uh, him coming up to this and going, oh, it reminded me of this time where Microsoft basically said, you're all idiots, um, which is just <laughs> you're horrible. You're all a bunch of bastards. It's I mean, like, I'm, I'm familiar enough with the corporate world that I understand the conversations like that happen, and yeah. most of the time they're meant in the completely... The, the the exact context that we are taking this, which it just to mean this guy was whoever said this was was a jerk. Yes, uh, but there there are a lot of times where they're taken out of context too, and yada yada yada. Anyways, I'm just I'm just surprised that Tim Schafer volunteered this information. So he did not say who said this. These. No, he wouldn't. He didn't say. He at least didn't say the person's name. Wow. But that okay. by by That's not good. doing that, it essentially left it up to the fact that he did say it was a Microsoft employee. And somebody who was making decisions, it sounds to me like maybe maybe a producer or something that, that's if if you're giving notes on the game, typically yeah. that's a production role, yeah. you know what I mean? So Well so l- listen, so this this is um uh I the one thing that I would say to people who are who are responding um in a in an extreme way to this quote, especially fans who are very big on Tim Shaver and his his creations, yeah. um every company has assholes in it. 
Uh, Microsoft is no exception to that. And so it's, it's unfortunate that somebody with decision-making power turned out to be one of these assholes, but well, please don't hold that against the entire company. I'm, and there's I'm no gonna, chance that he's still there. The, exactly. That's well, sure. No, that's he might not be. True. But depends gonna, on what game We don't know. From what time frame. I'm going to have a dissenting opinion about this. As someone who enjoys puzzle games that really throw you into it, make you figure it out, that's part of the fun of the game to me, personally. Sure. No, yeah. I agree with you entirely. Yeah, see, I think everyone in this room will. However, I don't think those games necessarily sell the most copies. So whoever is making this decision also has, I think it's more of a business aspect, you know what I mean, of, of the of the you know business end of the, the equation. Well, uh, so I, I guess my, my issue is the way at this with... The way it's said, the, is, well, is, the is way that demeaning. this person's mind works, apparently, because a a a a, a, a positive thinking yeah. human being would not have phrased it in the way that this man did. I no, would that say, was I, pretty brutal. No, I think but, is I think is my issue with but the, I didn't. With the but but I think at the, at the same time, to be to be fair, he what he wasn't talking to the people receiving this comment, you which know, is which is why I preface what I said with like you know yeah, like closed right. door conversations or right. set, you know taking out of context and yada 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 and that, that that's all fine. Right. Just um, there's a, a simple acronym that everyone should know. It's KISS. Kiss? Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So sorry. Fair go enough. ahead. With your... I just thought that that was kind or of an interesting thing service. to discuss anyway. in terms of because you don't really hear a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of really nefarious or shitty things happen in the development process, especially with sure. some of the bigger uh, publishers or developers. And you don't really hear a lot of people, you know, sort of rat on the industry much or talk about things that happen behind closed doors during the production. But a lot of people were really kind of, I think, uh, frustrated with that statement because these are the people that are that are lining your pockets. These are the people that are that are well, taking care of you. Don't don't well, talk about well, them a, like that. That's the thing is I don't think he meant that in that way. You know what I mean? Well, we don't know. As, as the problem is, we yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Well, we he, have no idea what this was. Exactly, what this person meant? Exactly. It's like um, a text message. You don't have any context. For, for it's for like solitude. text messages through a third party. I mean, it's even worse right, than that. So, right. I mean, not to say or that Tim text Sha- from last night. It, yeah, good uh, Which is which is not to uh, which is not to imply that Tim Schafer would have been coloring this recollection in any particular way. This 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 anecdote, but which is why I say just to, to anybody numbers, who, maybe. To, to anybody that's going crazy about this, just remember we have we have no idea of the context of this comment. We have no idea if this person still even works at Microsoft. Sure, and, sure. And um, we have no idea. There's a lot that we don't know here, so maybe just maybe relax a little bit. It's sure, unfortunate sure, sure. that this happened. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. There, are, there are more important things to be concerned about. Fair enough. All right, moving on to number three. Uh, apparently, uh, during E3, Nintendo was pitching the NX to third parties um, mm. this year, which is interesting um, because anybody who owns a Wii U knows that one of its big problems is it doesn't have particularly good third-party support. Wait, was this well, a sales pitch? Is, or are they literally throwing it no. at other like companies? A, like, like, like we don't rock. want this! Like a flaming rock. Um, yeah, I mean, Charlie, you're a Wii U owner. You know that the the first party games are never Nintendo's problem. It's always third party yep. products, yep. and they're worse, more so of a problem with the Wii U than some of the their previous systems. Even you know, and the the I think the thing too is is that, and we've talked about this on the show a lot recently too. Um, you know, studios aren't taking risks right now. Right, exactly. Wii U's a risk. The concept of having to develop and think about the gamepad and everything. I mean, those are all risks. And we're not in a risky phase of video game making right now in the world of the industry. So, yeah, right. Actually, it's all I'd, sequels all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I would be, I would take it a point to say that, make it a point to say that, you know, the Wii U is actually less of a risk to develop, to develop for than the the Wii was. I uh, agree with that. You could You could easily make a game... Because, you know, every game now, like Arkham Knight, for instance, right? You could make that game for Wii U. You could you could easily make the, the gamepad screen reflect what your 
say for 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 my point of view, I I play it on PS4. So when I touch my touchpad, and it gives me my display uh, on the on the screen, it's you know, I don't know what... It's like your map or... Is it's it the, a map the, yeah. in Wayne Tech. Yeah, the, the elements are already programmed. They just need to they're change should, where they're shown. Exactly. Yeah. That could be shown at all times sure. on your on your game which, is, which seems to be what most third-party titles... I think like Assassin's Creed did that. I think right. um, the Arkham uh, City did do that when, uh, when it Wii was U? released on the Wii U. Yeah, two and we've talked about Ubisoft finishing titles that are in the can for the Wii U and said they won't release them because there's not a big yeah. enough market. See, and now. that's ridiculous to me. Why yeah. wouldn't you release it? You know what yeah. Well, because the Wii U also has a very small install base. I mean, with, I get with it. The, with yeah. The, yeah, Nintendo's problem, I think, since the Nintendo 64 has been that they've made um, decisions with their consoles, which which were brave, and I, th- I think for the most part have not worked out for them. You know, using consoles and uh, using cartridges on the N sixty four was um, in a lot of people's mindset. I mean, like for for what they wanted to it do with the console, safe. and it, uh, I, uh, well, I, I don't know if that's the right word to use for it. I, I think they might have just been stuck a little too much in their ways personally. The, but yeah. um, it's. Um, you know, but nonetheless, I think that that hurt a lot of the third-party support because so many people, you know, like when you look at games like Final Fantasy VII coming out on the on the, you know, if somebody said like it would take like sixty cartridges to make put Final Fantasy VII on the yeah. on the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, of yeah. course, that's not going to happen. So, um, so I mean, that was one. You know, with with the GameCube, the amount of space on the disc was a limiting factor, and also the Windows CE operating system that was running the GameCube sure. was was a limiting factor. Um, you know, the overall horsepower and everything. Of course, we've already talked about the Wii U, and you know, you know the Wii U was underpowered compared to under other consoles that came out at the time. The Wii. Uh, the Wii. Uh, thank you. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, yes. The Wii was underpowered and also with the, you know, novel yet limiting control mechanic. And now mm-hmm. you've got the Wii U with the, with the second screen. I mean, they've they've been making these decisions that have been brave, but I think have just been constantly not really working out for them. I mean, yes, the Wii sold like bang- gangbusters, but that was not because of third-party titles. No. Honestly, no. So, honestly I think because the, of the game that was packed in the Wii. Right. Yes. <laughs> honestly, I think the Wii U is a step one in a in a multi-step process here where um and, and i thought this when they first announced the xt right is i think that what they're NX? doing NX. i'm sorry nx my fault yeah the when they first announced the nx what i thought they were going for here with the wii u was a generation 1.5 mindset where everyone else is you know ps4 xbox one right let's say it's xbox two and ps5 right at that point, they've already got. Please don't call it Xbox Two. <laughs> oh, yeah, please don't. But but let's just. I'm just saying for the sake of argument here. Right. They've already got something out that's better than the current console generation of the PS4 and Xbox One. That people are going. Oh man, Nintendo is pioneering now as far as graphical quality goes. So I mean, that that's that to me is pioneering and brave, and. It's a smart idea to me because it'll probably, probably be priced less. If I were a betting man, I would say that's not going to happen. Nintendo has never been big on making their consoles as powerful as like the most modern tech. It's 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 been all about what they can do to do their their titles with whatever you know gimmick or idea or whatever yeah. it is that they, that they throw in there. If if when whatever when if when the NX comes out, if it is more powerful than the Xbox One and the PS4, I'm I going to be, be shocked. I, I will be shocked. I, to be honest, I'll, with you. I'll be surprised if it's not. To be honest with you, because because that stuff has already been out for over yeah, a year. Nintendo has never cared about that. They they don't care they about don't, it. they don't. But they, but they care about the difference, though. Okay. This is what may make the difference. Part of the story that we're talking about here 
Um, Fortune Magazine was there when they were doing the the sort of showcases, the behind closed door showcases for this, and they were saying that reactions um, from third party developers was really positive yep. from what they could tell. But the difference this time around may be that right now Miyamoto is has said that he's not very involved in the development of the system. Unlike previous iterations of Nintendo systems, he's been very involved in the creation and development process of that. And he said the reason he's not is because he's got games in development that he's trying to make sure are done properly um, before he goes to work on that or focus on that or deal with that. He did say specifically, of course, Star Fox and Zelda have his absolute attention. If he's working on anything else beyond that that hasn't been announced, we don't know. Uh, There's nothing wrong with New Blood, so... Of course, but he's not... They did say that he's not going to be as involved in the in the concept and design of this system as he has been for the last couple. This that l- might be the best news I've heard yeah, out of this. No possibly. disrespect to the man. He is yeah. a legend and a god. But exactly. I mean, yeah. like, the Nintendo needs some new But blood. that may be where we find out that, that I mean, specifically between <laughs> we, the conversation that, that you and Joe are having, that maybe this will be the first Nintendo system no. in a while to push some boundaries on a maybe. hardware level. I hope so. I'm not upset at them taking weird risks because somebody in the industry has to. Exactly. Well, they've been doing that ever since uh, like OG Nintendo Famicom system, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they they were the first ones to have a real world interactive thing for you to play with while you play on the screen. Rob. Ever sure. since Rob, they've been they've been pushing the boundaries of oh, what yeah. play or means light gun in the even. real world. Well, light gun. True. You're talking about the the power glove, like that, that virtual pad, boy, the dash, <laughs> virtual boy. That was all like 1.0 to 1.5 Nintendo system stuff. I mean, that was impressive. Like, and, and they've been an impressive company to me. I, I I agree with everything that you're saying. I just am failing to find an example, except for maybe the light gun, of any of these innovations. Well, the light gun and then the Wii U, but that's again. I think it's you know just. I, I think it was less about the tech than it was about just the, the pack-in game and the price point and everything and just the timing of everything. I, I'm struggling to find an example of where this has really worked out well for them. There's one other thing I'll say before we you move gotta on take to the risks. Yeah, yeah, and and that's fine, but you also have to be reserved in the risks that you take. There's right. one, one more thing I'll say. Um, if they don't do with an x86 architecture like the Xbox One and the PS4, I think that they're insane because if they don't at least fall in line with that, to if if they're their point is to make things easier for developers. If they, you know, with the PS4 and the Xbox One, both it being x86 and being relatively easy to cross code and, you know, and, and cross plat your games. If they do something different with the, with, with the NX, I think they're batshit crazy. Yeah, but I, traditionally they are batshit crazy. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. If you look at the Wii, the Wii was a massive success on a sales level in terms mm-hmm. of how many units it moved yep. not money didn't sell much money or didn't sell many games in terms of like software though sure and then think about it remember they let there was no there was no um like green lighting or approval process for people to develop on the wii so there was remember you back in the day when you'd go into any of the stores or if you were at gamestop it was a wall of shit yeah, that's that you true. had to pick through to find the good games. Yep. And then now they've done the opposite thing this time where they're being a lot more picky about what you can put on the Wii U or maybe people just aren't developing for it, but it hasn't sold a damn thing. So the quality control has gone up. So what I'm interested to see with the NX is maybe the architecture won't be as modern as the current systems we're playing on, but it won't... If they have a, a, a big enough you know ace in the hole, you know maybe... They won't need it 
but I it w- I wouldn't put it past them to to put something a little outdated out. It seems to kind of be their mo for the last yeah. fifteen years. Yeah. Mm. You know, so we'll see. Either way, um, they're going to be talking a little bit more in twenty sixteen about some more of the particulars of it. I wouldn't be surprised oh. if it gets announced this coming year. I hope it does. Anyways, all right, moving on to number two this week. So um, this past week, Apple saw fit to oh, no. remove and yeah. then put back. <laughs> Every game in the App Store that featured the Confederate flag. This is not a political podcast. No, We're not going to be making one tonight. Not at all. But it, it is a video game related thing and a very peculiar knee jerk thing that <laughs> Apple decided to do by pulling all of these games off. Um, regardless, it didn't matter what type of game it was, whether it was an RTS game or a first person shooter or a, like it didn't matter what it was. Old it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, what happened is. Um, Hex War Studios, who develops uh, Civil War 1863, was, was uh, I guess, checking on their stats and came to discover that their game just wasn't on the App Store anymore. It went away. Um, so Apple told them that the flag needs to be removed from the screenshots as well as the app icon before they put the game back up. <laughs> so it could still be in the game. Did- it could still be in the game, but you got to take it out of the screenshots. you got to take it out of the app icon. All right. Okay. Um, they said the flag may, may be seen within the games, but it cannot be seen on any, quote, forward-facing parts of the app store. By the way, swastika is still allowed. Okay, so, so hang on. So for a little bit of context here. Um, now, again, we, the, you, we are not going to talk about... We're not going to get into politics here. But um, the, for a little bit of context, the reason why this is happening is because of the recent shootings that happened in that church where all those poor people got killed because the shooter was basically, he was all about the Confederate flag. And so it, that, that symbol got caught up in this big controversy. Yes. And the, um, the, 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 the popular opinion seems to be going towards the fact that people are deciding that the Confederate flag is a symbol that is closely that is too closely related to slavery. This is the popular opinion of people who are being loud on the internet is becoming. So this is um uh, so a lot of places, Apple is not the only place this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, this is happening in government institutions where people are demanding that kind of Confederate flags are being taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is happening in all sorts of different places. And so uh, Apple is is traditionally known to be a very liberal company and so when it comes to issues like this um i'm not surprised as to their decision the fact that they reversed it so quickly tells me it was just like the guy running the app store that day that made this call and not like the board you know because if the if the board made this call i don't think they would have backpedaled so quickly sure um but uh what um my my thought on the matter is that because like danny said uh swastikas and and other other images that are closely related to controversial topics were still being allowed at the time in the app store. It was just the current knee-jerk reaction to this this yeah, this, yeah. this current hot button, hot topic issue. Um, that I, I don't think that they should have done this. I'm glad that they that they went back on it and put it back because if they are going to make a call like this, it should be a blanket call and you know just say any 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 imagery that you know because. I, I believe that Apple has the right to do whatever they want with their app store. Sure. They are a private company. I mean, yes, they're publicly owned, but that's not mm-hmm. that's not what I mean by sure, private. Sure. They're not in the public sector. Um, they 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 can do whatever they want. They don't you know they answer to their share their shareholders, but aside from that, they can do whatever they want. So if they're going to do this, they can do it. They just need to be consistent about it. Sure. the 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 stink that was raised was not about their right to you know pull whatever they want they can pull whatever they want off the store it's definitely their company the people who were affected by it the developers that were affected by it primarily their concern was a first of all we're not putting it in there for anything racist 
it's it's they're little historically based games, sure. so please consider that. But the biggest problem that most of the developers seem to have was fine if you want to take it down, fine if you need us to make an adjustment, but don't just yank our money yeah, making games from true. the store without talking to us about it first. Yep. Which is supposedly where some of the reversal came okay. from is going, All right, we'll review this and talk about it some right. more and see where it goes. But so let's take this to the extreme a little bit. Sure. Um so if somebody put up a game that where you were playing as the Taliban. Gotcha. And and so you know it had the Taliban flags behind you, or they had a game up where they were you we were playing as ISIS and had the ISIS flags on there, or whatever. Those are extreme examples, which sure. I th- I think would be in very bad taste. And I, agree. I I personally would not have any issue with Apple saying we don't want these things in our store. Sure, yeah, sure. And and so and so I mean those are extreme examples. I'm not saying you know I, I'm not I'm not saying that there is a direct correlation in terms of severity or whatever. I'm just saying that there are extreme examples of the same kind of idea where we're talking about. You know, symbology and and you know uh, and you know, references and things like that to that are very sensitive and upsetting to a subset of people of right. whatever size. Um, and so, Joe, I think you're absolutely right. And this this is a perfect opportunity for Apple to decide and set a policy and make a precedent and then just stick to it, whether or not you listener agree with that this should apply to the confederate flag or not i think that that is an acceptable thing to for apple to say would apply to any symbology that is a hot button issue right. sure of whatever of whatever kind so fair enough i'm not mad at that so yeah you know um knee jerk reaction sure definitely a hot button topic right now but uh you know it, it, i guess it's interesting to see whenever these these very sort of heated topics come up in, in non-gaming politics ways the way it can trickle down into and affect things that, that you would never imagine um, you know multi-billion dollar corporation like Apple having any sort of like uh, eyebrow raising thought you know so I would never have thought anybody would, would blow a fuse over this but uh, you know as uh, I guess as it goes you know there's there's always like you said somebody on the internet that's going to have well, a, a they thing. also I mean yeah, it, it makes sense that they chose to do it at this time but they also did happen to choose to do this at a time where it is already a debate hotly debated yeah, issue yeah. so well, the, the people who are already speaking loudly about it just turn their that loud speaking towards apple sure so. sure well moving on to number one for the week um speaking of arkham knight boy oh boy uh warner <laughs> brothers is going to be suspending or has suspended pc sales of arkham knight not just the digital sales but they're having retailers pull physical copies from shelves to be clear, um, for the PC only. For the PC only. Now, we just got done uh, earlier in the show, all of us, except for Danny, unanimously agreeing Son of a bitch. that this is a <laughs> damn, damn nice game. It's a great game. Um, no complaints with the console versions of it, but uh, a lot of issues with the PC version of it, uh, not the least of which are a locked frame rate, a bad, poor locked frame rate that you can unlock with some, uh, you know... But it doesn't appear to make that much of a difference if you do. It does not. It, it, a lot the, of ga- the frame rate is locked at 30 frames per second, which any PC Ooh. gamer just went, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which and, isn't bad, to be honest. Not, not for you or I, Relatively but for speaking gamer. to yeah. other yeah. games, it's bad. 60 yeah. frames per second is a sweet spot. I know and, that's the, the sweet spot, but it's still ridiculous. But, no, but it PC is, gamers with top-end hardware, th- that's the they're thing. pretty upset. People, yeah. people play... Mm-hmm. A lot of PC gamers pay thousands of dollars to be I know. able to play, <laughs> to I, be able to I play have their thousand dollar rig. But but only the, the, one the biggest see, problem yeah. being is to play hot to full boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> of all things, um, but birds but, are pretty. But in in my understanding uh, uh, is that many times during play the frame rate can plummet down to 
10 to 15. 10, 12, 15. It's like almost unplayable. Yeah. Terrible. You know, which typically if you have a top end rig, like the ultimate gaming rig, even then a game's performance will improve. But that's the problem is it's not inherent. It's inherent in the, the game's coding. And the build of the game, yep. it's not, it's not, you can have the nicest hardware on the planet right. and it's still going to run like shit because well, the game's busted. A part of that is, is one, one, you got two camps really when it comes to GPUs, uh, you got NVIDIA and, AT, and AMD, right? And, and most developers tend to go towards one more than the other and things tend to change. So yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case this time around. This seems to be universal. Well, that was, I board. remember that was the point with, uh, with, uh, oh crap, um, Doom. I think Doom was the last one I remember, really remember it being a giant deal on. Yeah, I, I do remember that that was a big deal with that game. Yeah. It was a while Doom, ago. Doom 3 yeah. specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. most recent Doom. Well, game. here's the thing. They're trying to, as best possible, make good on the problems with this game. Um, Warner Brothers shared a statement uh, explaining why they're cho- choosing to pull everything from the shelves currently. Um, they said, We want to apologize to those of you who are experiencing performance issues with Batman Arkham Knight on PC. We take these issues very seriously and have therefore decided to suspend future game sales of the PC version while we work to address these issues to satisfy our quality standards. We greatly value our customers and know that while there are a significant amount of players who are enjoying the game on PC, we want to do whatever we can to make the experience better for PC players overall. So the publisher said that it's going to be working on delivering an updated PC version of the game. Although they've got zero time scale for this and when it's going to be done. No, I checked today and they have a, um, a statement on Steam saying that it's going to come out in fall 2015. That is still a long Which way is away. still an ambiguous time yeah, frame. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's like a two year out date. For the people who no, already right. own that's it, they are September. starting to roll out patches though already. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're going to be patching for the people that bought it and have it and are playing it. They're 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 doing live they're updates trying, of it. Yeah. So they said, if you purchased your copy of the game and are not satisfied with your experience, then we ask for your patience while these issues are resolved. If desired, you can request a refund at help.steampower.com or the retail location where you purchased the game. Good luck um, with that refund, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a tough a tough refund, I think. Well, I presume the retail chains. Well, presumably they sent out memos to to, be- so. to to the retailer saying hey if this game comes back you 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 let them yeah i've tried yeah. requesting a refund once and it did not work try again was I'll it for, again. was it for something like this no was it was for it? Uh, oh. um roller coaster tycoon uh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we don't want this piece of shit either i <laughs> did not run i i, I believe this That's is sad. a this is a different caliber of an issue yes um yes. I have to ask. Well, I mean, just in general, what the hell, guys? I mean, like, it sounds. It sounds to me like somebody took the Xbox One version because mm. it's close to Windows. You know, it's the closest of the you know two other console versions to Windows. Ran it through a like a cross compiler and just sent it off with no without testing it. Like, how does this even happen? Here's a bad trend that's not as as prevalent as some of the other like uh, gaming bad habits that the developers have lately. Um. It's not much of a different tale than what happened with uh, Aliens Colonial Marines, oh. okay? which is a lot of console developers work specifically on consoles. And for those departments of the game that handle working on console development, they're not used to working with the scripture and architecture of PC games and development. You know? Do they not know that the PC still needs beta testers? Yes, <laughs> apparently. But here's this is what the problem is ends up being in situations like this, which again was the issue with Aliens Colonial Marines and appears to be the same problem here. Game developers that work specifically on consoles have a tendency to hire a third party to outsource the PC versions of their builds. Mm-hmm. And 
There's agreed upon parameters and milestone dates, just like if you were working on the console versions of those games. But apparently, um, uh, there's there's kind of a problem with people who are outsourcing these these games to third parties that aren't doing the job well or right or turning in or at all busted shit at their milestones. Now, um, I I don't particularly think it's a great trend to outsource to a third party that you do not know for sure whether or not they're going to be able to produce the quality work you need to because. This is the second high-profile game in the last couple of years to, to get burned really bad like this. And while I applaud Rocksteady for and Warner Brothers for trying to make good on the issue, why did you ship a game that you had to know was broken? You yeah, can't tell me. You known. cannot tell me that you didn't know when this was being uploaded for for purchase. Well, but that okay, was broken. but I mean, so let, let's uh, the simplest explanation is often the is often the correct one, right? I don't think they did know. I, I honestly, because why would they do that? Because they had to have known that this, if they did know, they had to have known that this was going to happen. So I think, I think, Danny, what do you think? I, I'm going to say that they did know, but they just really wanted to meet that deadline because hasn't it been, hasn't Arkham Knight been pushed back already? A couple times. I mean, not not yeah. as much Every as Every game of this tier has been pushed back about the same number of times, I think, as Arkham but Knight. But I right. think they and I think they, they really had that hard date that they really wanted to meet. And yes, they, they are, I'm going to say they knew about it, but they didn't know to the extent that they knew how bad it was going to be. I could buy that. But that that then that ends up being that they maybe they left it up to the third-party development staff to turn this in and get it uploaded for download on PCs and package and sale. But here's the thing. It's kind of irresponsible on their part to not check on the product they're going to ship, especially oh, absolutely. since their name is the one slapped on the front of the box. Yeah. One. Two. Um, the other side of that argument to me is that it would have just saved them more face to say, you know what? The PC version of the game yep. is not ready. We're going to put it out when it's ready. That's what Rockstar did with Grand Theft Auto V. It's not ready. We have to push it back. We're working on a lot for it. It's, it'll be ready when it's there ready. There will never be a scenario ever where a recall looks better than a delay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and quite frankly, right. PC gamers are used to being told, your game will be out six months after everyone else's. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. Well, I think Rockstar has kind of a, a unique situation because they have been known to do that in the past. And... As far as I know, Rocksteady has always put out the PC counterpart at the same time as their console version. So I don't think gamers would respond as positively as they do with Rockstar. Because, I mean, as we talked about earlier, gamers will bitch and complain about everything. Mm -hmm. So if if they knew that the PC version was going to take longer, and a lot of people have the idea that uh, PC stuff is developed on the PC first and then ported I don't think it would work as well. You might be right, but uh, let's just hope they learn their lesson because clearly... Oh, I'm sure they have. Yeah, clearly whatever whatever backlash there would have been over a delay is a tenth of the backlash that there is now as a result of this. So, so at, at the end of the day, I think we all agree that Rocksteady did not properly yeah. check the PC version. Whether, whether or not they just ran it through a compiler and threw it off or whether, or whether a third party took care of it and they didn't properly QC this, this third party's work. I think yeah, need- probably so. I think mean, they needed to release it at some point, and they, and they just thought, fuck it, let's get it out there at some point. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, while you're producing something, you, you just have to release. And and that's what they were. They were well, it's just, on Xbox. It's such a strange precedence, though, because I, I'm comparing it to Aliens Colonial Marines because they had similar problems. Right. But the, the precedence is this. 
the game runs great on consoles. It's garbage on PC. Aliens Colonial Marines was universal shit across <laughs> yeah. every platform. So it's such a strange thing because yeah. here you've got this like lauded game that everybody loves and is talking great things about. And then on the other side, it's just like <laughs> PC version. You know, it's just such a strange thing. I yeah. hope this is not a, a continuing trend that's going to keep coming. That's going to be awfully disappointing. Yeah, the Steam, has, the Steam version has a thumbs down ranking right now, which is oh, yeah. universally right. a bad sign yeah, for any negative. Steam game. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, those are some. So those those are the kind of problems that you see sometimes with a with a development studio that's uh, you know giant and cross continent and has to outsource stuff and things like that. But uh, let's look at some developer studios that are of a different nature. Here on Gamerhead Radio, we've talked about developers before that are uh, grand in scale, putting it lightly. Um, you know, Ubisoft has, I think, studios and probably you know three studios in every continent and maybe even country in the world. I don't even know at this point. They are not small. No, not 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 by a, not by a long shot. You know, you've got studios that um, that have to outsource things because you know they're they're making games that are so so large and so complicated that um, that they can't handle it all themselves. And uh, several of those are having those outsourced pieces being completely messed up by the outsourced parties. Uh, one of the ones that comes to mind is uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, where you know the boss battles were made by a completely separate studio and you know were completely detached from the rest of the game in terms of how they played and just quality and things like that. Um, but you know, it's uh, a lot of you know because of these giant studios and just like the multi-million-dollar efforts that they have. A lot of times, we glaze over the fact that a lot of fantastic games in this world are made by development teams that are significantly smaller. Some of my favorites, actually. And so, Mr. Meckler has uh, put together a list of um, some development studios that. You might be surprised to learn how small some of them are. And this is actually a very small list compared to what actually is available. But like I said, some of my favorite games out there have been small development uh, studios like Braid. It was only made by one person predominantly, but they exported out some of the music and I think some small version of the gameplay uh, out to a, a third party to, just to help out the game. Right. Um I what? mean, Braid, like, how many Game of, Year, Game of the Year awards did that game win? Yeah, um, it was actually, I, in my opinion, I think a lot of people will agree, it was kind of the indie game that set fire to the indie game movement. Exactly. Yeah, I'll and agree I, with that entirely. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, Fez was another one. Everyone knows, like, the controversy with, with well, uh, Phil yeah, Fish. We, we've, yeah, we've talked about Mr. Uh, M- Mr. Fish several times. And, uh, you know, Mr. Fish's personality aside, there's, uh, you know, there's, I, I think it can be agreed upon at least that Fez was impressive. Fez um, was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot yep. of fun. Fez was great. And I'm actually on, uh, wholeheartedly on the side of Phil Fish for, like, responding that way because those people were assholes to him. So he had every right to speak out about Phil um, whatever. Fair enough. Um, another big, or not really a big game, but a, a memorable game, which had kind of a, a weird development cycle, which this game was made in two weeks and gained a hundred over $100,000 on Xbox Live Marketplace, was I made a game with zombies in it. Oh, I love that game so much. I actually am that not familiar with so that game. so much fun. It, it was made by... I don't remember the development studio, which was really only one guy, but he also made a couple of the games called the Dishwasher series. Oh, I know the Dishwasher games. Yeah, he had the same... The same guy made both of those. But just... He made this game in two weeks as a joke. 
and it made $100,000. So he's laughing literally all the way to the bank on this one. Um, the most, probably the most important By game. Ska Studios. Ska studios, Ska studios, like Real Big Fish and Mighty Mighty Bostones? Um, that style of music, <laughs> yes. Real Big Fish. Okay. But, but they were called Ska Studios. Uh, John, the, um, and, and for those that aren't familiar with it, it basically played a lot like um, um, like, like a top-down version of, what's, what's that arcade game? It's a twin-stick like, shooter. It's like Smash TV. Smash TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, very similar to Smash TV in terms mm. of gameplay. But um, but yeah, that that's I, I can't think of a game that's more... Like how little went into it versus how much it made, like that right. that difference. I mean, that's that's crazy how much that game made for how little it was developed. Yeah, frankly, the biggest game on this list and probably the most important game on this list was one person. This is kind of not the same thing because it was a long time ago, but Tetris was made by one person. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true, and has since been released, re-released, and re-released on every single platform imaginable. And has probably earned thousands. There is an unfortunate, of uh, unfortunate uh, circumstance as to the development and re- and release of the original release of Tetris. John, is that what you're going to mention? Or no, no, no. Proceed. Um, uh, I don't have his name in my brain right now, but unfortunately, it's, the, um, it's something with an A. I think it's Andre or Adrian or something, something like that. Uh, he's Russian. Um, yes, and uh, the. Um, the the man that originally released Tetris, if I remember this correctly, I'm going to fact check myself after I'm done here, and I'll, and I'll uh, if well, if this is still in, then I'm right. Um, <laughs> um, he uh, he released the game, then he completely sold all of his rights, like everything of the game. He did, I believe, yeah. to Nintendo, and so the the countless remakes and re releases and just whatever of Tetris that you've seen over the years, he hasn't seen a penny of that. Yeah, EA owns it now. S- his uh, name, by the way, is Alexei Pajitnov. Thank That's you. That's it. Thank you. Since and, uh, since what Tetris Sphere or whatever, uh, since the original Tetris, oh, he, really? when he made the original Tetris back on the Game Boy, he completely no, sold way he, before that Nintendo. Um, oh right, I'm sorry. Yes, on the original Nintendo, and it might have existed in some form before that. He made it in the 70s. Um, oh. really, I didn't know that. Yeah, Green Nintendo even. <laughs> Green Nintendo. So what free, free, for free for what system? Nintendo. Yeah. Um, or I mean, like, uh, what nature? Like, what? He, he released it on the IBM PC. Oh, oh. yeah, I was not aware of that actually. Wow. Yeah, no, me either. I think it was either seventy eight or seventy nine. I don't remember exactly for sure, but he's still making games. Oh uh, yes, I was aware of that. Um, but um, it's 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 just a shame when you see that somebody basically got well. They didn't have a very good lawyer uh, helping them out with their side of the contract. And no, I I don't blame him for selling it. Absolutely. I, if completely selling it off, yeah, well, back absolutely. then, yeah, back then. Well, I mean, that's true. Back then, was he, he probably didn't think it was much of anything. Yeah, because video games weren't anything at the time. That's so true. he that's sold true. it at a, at the perfect time, and it's just a shame that it still existed and become so popular since then. Yeah, it, it's. I I also feel like I remember reading that for even for the time, what he got for the game was very small. Probably, um, yeah, probably yeah. very little I mean, at all. You know, considering you know, we're talking about. Well, it was probably looked at as being incredibly oversimplistic. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like who's who's gonna you know? But I mean, it, it was the seventies, yeah. so even if he got like a hundred bucks, he was like, "Yeah, free burritos for everybody. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's probably goddamn true, it, but, now uh, burritos. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned just before you were talking about uh, even though it was an older game and a smaller developer for being an older game, there are a couple. Of, a lot of people don't realize this, but during the NES and SNES age, there were small independent studios making games that had an impact then like uh delphine's the delphine software the ones that made out of this world or you hmm. know uh, another world and they made flashback and they uh they made 
uh, Interplay used to publish games like uh, Lost Vikings, and like those were all really like little games. Yeah, man. a lot of them but, were like little garage studios. Yeah, yeah, that a lot of people don't realize that there was an indie game movement then. It's just people didn't differentiate. You right. know, between them then and now, it wasn't until... at that point, all developers are independent, unless yeah, you were first yeah. party, yeah. It's true, and I mean, and, and until, you know, years later when it becomes a huge industry, and sure. then Braid cracks open the, that becomes the darling of the indie game, you know, movement, so, kind of interesting. Who else you got on there, Danny? There's a whole bunch more indie darlings, um... I'm going completely out of order here, but Papers, Please. It's a PC game. Oh, yeah. That was great. yeah, yeah. I've heard, I haven't played this. It's out on the iPad, too, I, now, so I, I, I should di- play it. But. I, I'm sorry. I bought that direct from the from the developer. And like, not yeah, from his like website. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, that game was phenomenal. I haven't played it. I own it, but um, I... I'm a PC gamer predominantly, but I generally use a controller, and this does not have controller support, so I have not right. played much of it. Hmm. So, but yeah, I've heard fantastic things. Yeah, Papers Please. Um, I've heard so many good things about it. Another one that is on all platforms right now is Spelunky. Was made by one person. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Um, that game's got quite a cult following. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for like speedrunners like mm-hmm. to play Spelunky. Yeah, for the masochists out there, there uh, is the game called V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V Literally, what it's called is a bunch of capital V's. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> but on my phone, it, it lowercased all the rest of the V's. So oh, that's, that's, that's a little shame. <laughs> Probably the most important game on the iPhone or iOS and Android store is a game called Tiny Wings. This was sure. one of the most successful games and most profitable games outside of Angry Birds. That was made literally by one person. Super fun game, honestly. It um, short. It's a very short attention span kind of a game, but um, it's you're basically it's a side scroller where you're play, where it's a little bird, and the only controller is 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 it just imagine just an endless line of little hills, and so the idea is that you gain velocity by pressing by you tap anywhere on the screen. There's no controls. You just tap anywhere on the screen to make yourself go down, and then your the idea is so that you hit the slope of the hill. So that you then launch up into the air to go up to the next one, and then you let go, and then that that you know allows you to go up, and then you press down, and so it's just a constant repeating pattern of pressing down at just the right time to catch the slope and at just the right angle very to launch you forward. Game. Yes, it is very challenging and very addictive. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people don't realize when you think about it too. In that regard, since you're talking about mobile developers, uh, um, the gentleman that uh, that made Five Nights at Freddy's, those are smash successes. Oh, sure, and that's yeah. one guy doing those. I completely Scott, left that one out. And yeah. I love that game. Very yeah. true. And then, of course, there's uh, there's Flappy Bird, which is an entirely different thing. Madness. But yes, <laughs> pretty sure that was yeah. one guy. It was which, one guy. Yep. Which that guy sold out too, and his Dong stuff is Dong Nguyen. I feel like his name is. I don't know why that's in my head. I think but, uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to Dave and Buster's recently. And there's a giant Flappy Bird. I've game. seen that. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's an arcade cabinet. It uses a big giant button. It's it's they, terrible. They slam that, to get a burned to flap. Yeah, yeah. I, I love unworthy. That. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you go to an arcade nowadays, except for Galloping Ghost, which I still have not been to, which I really want to go to. Travesty. Um, I know. Um, a lot of the games in like major Dave and Buster's or other game works, big chain arcades, they're all mobile games that they're just upscaled just and ported to a giant. giant screen. Yeah, it's really weird to see. It's easy to do. Um, we already talked about Fez a little bit. Um, another game that was similar to or also featured within that indie movie game with Braid and Fez was Super Meat Boy. It was made by mm. two du- two dudes and. That game is so hard, yeah, but so fun. I can't even imagine how long it took to 
to uh, like really map out those those levels. Oh yeah, because I'm sure. It's, I, I feel like that's one of those situations where they just happen to stumble on just like the right balance of things from the get go because it's so well done. Yeah. That I mean, you know, it, they, I'm sure they did some tuning and some refinement, but I mean, like it's, it's the controls that yeah. make that game. Yep, yep. And it's perfect. Yep. There's there's a there's a rhythm to to um you know the 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 creators of that game, um they there's a magic there with those guys, you know? And I mean, for example, um, Edmund McMillan, the artist who designed super meat boy and, uh, did all the art assets. And then the programmer, Tommy did all the programming. Edmund went on to do a separate game with a second fellow that a lot of, you know, and probably don't realize the same guy as binding of Isaac, which is also fantastic. It's the same artist and the same level designer. I can see how that's the same artist, just different programmer. I was actually going to bring up uh, Cloudberry Kingdom. Mm. Uh, that was it sounds made... like a cereal. Well, so, so, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does sound that, delicious. Well, that was made by uh, Pony Studios. Mm. I uh, already like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, so, so it's spelled P W N E E Studios. Oh, that kind of pony. Got there, it. There are two, a total of like one, two. <laughs> Not <three> interested. <laughs> there are a total of six people working in that studio. Okay, yeah. and it's uh, it's a procedurally generated side scroll game. Uh, that everyone who plays it gets a different experience, and cool. it's surprise. It's supposed to be amazingly hard. I haven't played it yet myself, but interesting. Now, I, in the vast majority of the games we've just talked about have all been indie games, but you know, th- seeing this phenomenon where you've got a very small development team um, coming in and uh, you know being able to create something on a massive scale um, is not limited to just indie games. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, No Man's Sky uh, last uh, episode where, uh, in some of our E3 coverage, and Joe, I know you're super excited for No Man's Sky. Oh God, I'm so excited! I'm stoked. I'm ready. <laughs> it looks it looks like such a fun game, and and anything that's like that, like I. I was an, I, I played Eve, uh, as I think we talked about the last time. I yes, was we here. did. But um, yeah, anything that's like super massive like that, and and the ability to every time a new player joins the game, they create a new planet. Like that is amazing to me. Is that is that any time a new player joins, they get their own planet. Sometimes their own solar system of planets, um, but they spawn. Like you don't have to worry about griefers first time you join you join the game. You just start right up. And you join, and you get your own planet. It might be a, a desert planet. It might be a planet, you know, full of old ruins from a technologically advanced species. It might be, uh, it might be, you know, like a like a tropical planet. And th- it, I think we mentioned before this is four people making hello this game, games. Right? right? Yeah, hello games. games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just supremely impressed by that. Um, yep. Not to mention, the game looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a very beautiful. unique art style, um, the uh, you know just just the 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 scale. You know, it, it's it's you know it's we talked a little bit about this before. Like I said, so we'll just gloss over it a little bit. But you know, I, th- I think it's a matter that they managed to develop. I think that they they must be very smart mathematicians because they managed to find some algorithms so mm-hmm. that basically probably like the same kind of thing we were talking about with Rust, just not about penis size um <laughs> i'm pointing at the room um <laughs> that uh you know where they, they're basically gonna take some identifier for really <laughs> that's gonna be <laughs> like a, pointing at the room I that's gonna know. be like a selling point now is procedurally generated penis size <laughs> <laughs> i think we have a show title um thrusting into stores <laughs> thrusting um, into stores is a perfect one 
so that they're going to be able to take some identifier off of the player and then use that as a seed to randomly generate it. It's it's just math, you know. That, yeah. That's that's coming up with like what color is the world? How big is the world? Does it have clouds? What color are the clouds? What Does it have animals? Creatures? What kind of animals? Yeah. How many animals? How many species? Well, whatever it is that they're doing over there, I have a feeling that they're they're gonna they're gonna set some standards for people who are doing yeah. anything procedurally generated. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, we were talking too uh, last week about a another uh, independent game that's picking up a little bit of steam. Um, as a high-profile indie title, um, which is going to be Cuphead. Um, oh, my oh, my God. Yeah. This is made by it. two people I found out recently. Oh, man. It is. They're brothers, actually. It's a nice. studio that they formed together called uh, Studio MDHR. It's uh, Chad and Jared Moldenhauer. Um, this game's been in development since 2010. Dear Lord. Okay, so hang, hang on a second. I, I, need, I need to process this for a second. So it, I, I'm thinking back to Cuphead, and I'm thinking back to... The, the the endless amazing amount of like 30s style animation videos and 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 sprites and just everything that was and in this music game and and, and the, everything. you're telling me that every aspect of Cuphead was made by two human beings two, two people, people two brothers that started working on the the games from their respective homes up in uh, Toronto and Saskatchewan um, back in 2010 this started out as a, a simple concept that they have keep they have kept building on and snowballing upward into uh, a full-fledged game that people are actually really excited about. Everybody. I think yeah. the most important thing to note about this game is that everything is hand-drawn. Yep. Nothing was made on a computer. So the fact that it looks like a 1930s cartoon is because 1930s cartoons were all like watercolor and pen. And so they they mix this style with um, with the gameplay. So all of the backgrounds are all, or mostly static images except for in the boss fights which this game is actually all about boss fights so when you're in the the overworld part all the the overworld is static images and then another little thing placed over it just like the old animation used to be hmm. and i love everything about this game this oh, game is actually uh like i'm th- really thinking buying an xbox one <laughs> just for this game yeah. And that says a lot. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I hadn't heard about this game. I mean, I, I had heard about it. I mean, yeah, just he, hadn't looked into it. Yeah, when yeah. E, when E three happened, I mean, obviously you couldn't you couldn't not hear about this game, right? It has so much character yeah, and so much unique while you possibilities. Were, to while this. you were talking, I I YouTubed it on my phone. Uh huh. And holy shit! <laughs> like, yeah, it's that phenomenal. Game looks amazing. And I mean, I, I I remember like Steamboat Willie, right? Yeah, yeah. everyone here knows what I'm talking about when I talk about Steamboat Willie. That game looks like colorized Steamboat Willie. Yeah, it's Steamboat Willie. It's Popeye. It's Betty Boo. Oh, it's, it's all of that. Yeah. A lot of people are, com- yep. are are comparing with the colorized versions of the art style to like Fleischer Brothers yeah. cartoons, like the old Superman Fleischer Brothers Superman cartoon. From back in the day, yeah, like yeah, same sort of color style mm-hmm. and you know, sort of saturated. They actually draw a lot of influences from Popeye. Like uh, one of the bosses looks just like Silverbeard from Popeye. Wow! And uh, it, everything has a face to it, even if it's an inanimate object like a boat. Or... And every, and everything's always dancing for some reason. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they showed very little like in the 2014 mm-hmm. E3. But if you if you haven't seen it yet at home, listening. YouTube the 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 2015 E3 Cuphead video. Treat yourself. It looks. Amazing! It's really fun. I love that all of them, their weapons are finger guns. Yeah, <laughs> they're just shooting. <laughs> now, uh, so uh, again, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm struggling to get this through my head. This is all of this was made by two people. All of this amazing animation. Okay, yeah. so so here's guys. Okay, so to, to the creators of this game, um, I I I have a message. Uh, 
from for you kind of i'm going to speak for humanity here um we we appreciate this game we're going to play the crap out of it and you're going to make tons and tons and tons of money but um please also do something else please go solve cancer or or or, <laughs> or cure aids or like do something else with this cure clearly AIDS. godlike talent that you have apply it to other things please because you're you, just gonna you make giant carrots make, make, make a, as long as i'll eat them i don't care <laughs> make crazy smart super babies with the the hello games team like just something yes. please because my god you are not human I love everything about this game. Yes. This game, I, I I'm so excited it. for this game that in a way that I haven't been since I was a child. I'm looking at Joe. He's literally. I think the trailer now is on its fourth repeat. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the, one of the things that it was um, IGN did a, a rewind theater on the trailer that they missed one certain thing that I really love about mm-hmm. it is at the very beginning there's a scene where the devil is like yes. like putting his line against mm-hmm. a throat like. Towards and Cuphead the shadow. and Meg, yeah, and mm-hmm. there's a shadow where their heads are literally off, just like it was in in the old cartoons where they had different shadows based on what was actually happening in right. the plot line. Yep. And there's just so much small little detail that goes into this game that just makes it amazing. Yep. Super, super excited. So um, let this be a lesson to you, big developers. Um, your games are epic and grand in scale, but they might not necessarily be better than the ones made by. A literal handful of people. Destiny. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a little cough in my throat. I was actually going to point out um, uh, the creator of Mega Man's got a game coming out, doesn't he? And isn't uh, he Shinji the only one Mighty Number Nine? Yeah, Mighty Number Nine. And isn't he the only one working on it? No, he's got a development studio. Oh, behind he's got that. a full-on yeah. But it's not. Studio. But it's not a big company. It's I mean, not Capcom development small, studio. It's, it's, it's yeah. in the. It's yeah. total opposite of what he's doing with Recore with Microsoft, where he's got like a big team. Over yeah. There, okay. So yeah, but uh, that also I, looks phenomenal. Can we stop differentiating between indie and it, regular studios? Yeah. Because there, well, the no. line is really blurring here. And I seem I to know, like a man, lot a, more a indie 2, games. Two thousand person studio versus four people is a pretty big difference. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. in numbers wise, but the the quality that goes into each game is is kind of blurring the lines here because I seem to like a lot I, more indie games than I do I regular like, studios. I like the term art house better than yes. indie. Sure. I agree with that. But but to be fair, you can't. I mean, quality game is a quality game. Yes. I'm not going to argue that point, but. I don't care how beautiful Cuphead is. I don't care how uh, uh, artistic Braid was. Four people are not going to be able to make Arkham Knight. Right. No. A, a game yeah. of that scale. So, I mean, yeah. there, there's room for everybody. There's room for the big studios. There's room for the small guys. I want both of them to make the things they make because it, it's a variety. You know what I mean? Sure. But I, I, I definitely, there's, there's a fine line between why they are the sizes they are and the, right. the They'll both put quality games out. Arkham Knight's a quality game. Cuphead, I'm assuming, is going to be a quality game. Definitely not the same thing on a development scale. Yeah. You know Don't I mean? leave out How to Full Boyfriend. There you go. <laughs> or, I know what he's going to be doing when he goes home. Yeah. Or <laughs> Axiom Verge is also another very small development studio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, like John said, room for everybody. There's mm. there's one game on, on this list that I don't think anyone has really played yet. I'm not sure. But uh, have you heard of a game called Bob's Game? That's no. the worst title I've ever heard of. It's pretty bad. But uh, this was literally made by one person over the span of... Was I, his name Bob? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it was made over the span of about 10 years. And it was originally going to be ported to the Nintendo DS. But 
uh, Nintendo did not want it for some whatever reason because uh-huh. it, from what I hear, it's a quality game. Maybe but, it wasn't at the time. No, it from the screenshots and the videos and everything that I saw, it did look better than a lot of Nintendo DS games. Hmm. Not three D. Maybe 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 it, had, maybe it was buggy. Maybe it didn't play well. But anyways, I don't know. So, so this has come out now. I don't think it has. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure. But this guy has spent like a, a large majority of his life creating this game, and he's having such a hard time finding a studio or a platform to put it out. I'm on. I'm gonna laugh if the stipulation is. Give it a real goddamn name. Yeah, because the name is terrible. I'm going to admit that. But he's he literally did all of the animation pixel by pixel and made his own music and did everything himself over you know, the last 10 years. And he, I really am rooting for him to come out with this yeah, because I, that's a, a big commitment. I, I agree. I agree with you on that. That's I, I, I applaud his dedication and his, his tenacity. But um if it was a good game, I think people would have picked it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't played it, so I have no idea. But um, as I say, sometimes the simplest answer is this is the right one. But it yeah. looked cool. It had a lot of characters involved, and mm-hmm. um, the amount of sprites that they had on screen at the same time for a Nintendo DS game was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, it's just know. a shame that it's not out yet. Yeah. Well, good luck, Bob. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll find a Bob's game or whatever it ends up being, being called. If it changes, we'll find a home. Um, so now that we're out of the aftermath of E3, let's see what you guys uh, specifically had that you were particularly upset or excited about. So before we get started with the emails, we do have a uh, response from Mr. Goat, who is out on the road. So let's see what Goat had to say. Hey, boys and girls, it's Goat Remote. I'm in uh, San Antonio sweating my balls off. <laughs> I'm tired of Texas, and I'm going to hate Florida more. I'm tired of Texas right now. Uh, I finished Ready Player One. Excellent book, so I would play video games, but it, it, it works as a substitute. Uh, I did dive into Whoa Dave last night on my uh, 3DS, and uh, that's that's a game. That's a fucking <laughs> weird game, is what it is. But it's fun. It's very arcadey. Um, it's different. John should, uh, John should get it for his 3DS. I think he does. He should play it, because, you know, things like that should happen. So, yeah, we're out here melting our asses off on the World Tour. Um, that's about all I got. Sorry, I'm not eventful. Um, I will check in <laughs> next week. Um, so, yeah, later. How dare you go for not being eventful at the Warp Tour? Right. I did play Woe Dave this week. It sucks. Okay. I, it's not a good game. All right, so uh, Goat here is hoping you get to draw, dry off your balls pretty soon here. Yeesh. So this week's mailbag question is, what are you most excited about from E3 this year? What announcement are you most disappointed about? And what was altogether missing? Okay, so first up, we've got Mr. Aaron Rawson, who says, Final Fantasy VII, you know, before they screw it up. So a positive thinker. Great. You have little faith, sir. Uh, Mr. Brian Lesser says, most excited, Last Guardian. Okay. Uh, Most disappointing, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Yep. And missing a real Metroid game. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Amanda Hall says, most excited, Star Ocean 5. Okay. Interesting. Uh, most disappointing, Tomb Raider, the fact that it's switching systems. I happen to know for the fact that she's very upset that it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. She was very beginning. frustrated. Yep. Yes. And uh, missing Final wait, 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 Fantasy. Is that just a timed exclusive? Timed, timed yes. Okay, confirmed so it's timed. It's fine. We don't know. It could be a year. We don't know. But yeah, it's but still, it's some, fine. You're still going to get it, yes. no matter what. Um, and missing Final Fantasy 15 release date information. It's been far too long. Uh, Amanda agreed on all points. Well, uh, well, agreed on the well. Actually, only agreed on your last point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, Jason Paskowitz says, uh, most excited, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Joe apparently is also very excited about <laughs> one of those. Oh, I'm extremely excited. About both or just one of them? You're just your uh, fist Horizon, in- Horizon Zero Dawn, I started doing hand motions and didn't stop till you stopped talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most disappointing, Cuphead being an Xbox exclusive. You know, Amanda and Jason, if you just bought an Xbox, you wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, um, like me. I'm going to buy one just for this. Yeah, exactly. Same and uh, missing altogether, he was very disappointed that there was not a God of War announcement. Ah, interesting. Hmm. Wouldn't have thought about it, but yeah, I could see that. And uh, I believe we have some emails. We do, we do. The first one is from uh, Mr. Ryan on. Oh, so Ryan. I'm going to go ahead and read this one because I'm sure it's going to be a scathing ass burner about <laughs> about my uh, my my grammatical issues regarding a certain game. I'll get the band aids ready. There you go. So uh, email reads: Dear Techno Brony, guest hosts, and Shinway Jackobite. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me. I'll accept Techno Brony. I'll take that. Go to hell, Ricky Keller. God, he's on a fucking tear. Go to hell, Ricky Keller. You have obviously sided with John Tiago on the Shinway Wars. Oh, boy. Mailbag answer. I just don't get how E3 winners are determined by concept pre-rendered videos that were likely outsourced to studio effects studios like Blur. Am I the only person being skeptical about all this? Charlie wondered it himself if he was just pandering to fans. If, if they were just pandering to fans, it is. First off, Final Fantasy VII. Here's my counter to what John Tiago said previously. That's his nickname for me, by the way. You either hate Final Fantasy or you're in denial that it wasn't great. Uh, Even when it came out, sure, it did some things technically that hadn't been seen before, but that's just smoke and mirrors for the fact that it has a weak story that nearly felt uh, felt contrived. It was all kinds of masturbatory. Think I'm kidding? Please see Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Don't compare those two. That movie is garbage. No, yeah, that's Uh, like... If you love Final Fantasy VII, I can guarantee you that you will find a way to defend that movie. Final Fantasy VII is a time capsule. Well, that's not true because I'm not defending it. Did he mean Advent Children? No. I would say Advent Children came out... For after like it was it was meant to be in no, the same story. Ryan line. knows this stuff. He he said what he meant. I oh, guarantee God damn it. <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven is a time capsule relic, and if you want to play an updated version of the game, it already exists as a PC mod where they skinned all the characters using Final Fantasy Advent Children models, and the cutscenes are also interspliced from the film. Hey, I think Goldeneye was a great game during the time it came out. Has it aged well? Hell no. Should they make a remake? Hell no. Oh, also hell no. They did make a remake. They did, did. make a remake. <laughs> It's, and it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. It served its purpose and has evolved since. Let's get new games and new innovations, please. Don't call up your old ex-girlfriend who's been married, divorced, and has a kid and ask if you can rekindle that old magic. <laughs> oh, now you tell me. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Pandering to Sony ponies is all that was. No release date, no release window. It was just a video. To be fair, they did say that that was an in-engine video, so that was not a pre-rendered bit of vaporware. That's supposed to be an engine. Well, Sincerely, Ryan Shinway. I, I, to be fair, no, 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 no. He did not say Shenway. That's not how he spelled it, but that's <laughs> to, how I'm saying it. To be, to be how, fair, how would he say it? If, if like, this is his name we're talking about here. Say, yeah. say, let's, say let's this, be, let's John. Be, let's tell be, the people, Charlie. Let's John, be respectful say the here. word Shen. Say the word Shen. Shen. He's not okay. your monkey. And, <laughs> and the sound a cow makes. Quack. <laughs> Deal. Shen quack. Shen quack it is. All right, moving on. Uh, he did include some some fan art for us uh, oh, at the excellent. tail end of the email. Oh Rather God. than read the comics out on air, we're going to put these up for you guys to view because, honestly, they're hilarious, and reading the bubbles is not going to do the context of the art um, uh, justice. However, if you have not played Final Fantasy, which I don't know if you have, don't look at the comics because there are sort of spoilers in them. 
Um, Final Fantasy VII. So right? he does, yeah, Final Fantasy VII. He does say, P.S., this fan art will be my final work to use, guys, until I unanimously hear that Shinway will be pronounced correctly from oh. here on. I now told why are you, you punishing me? I told you, I write, I don't draw, but look what I've been fucking doing drawing. I am hoping you will continue calling Shinway Shinway because you hate my artwork as much as I do, and, I'll, and you'll be doing me a favor. So he's punishing us by giving us so, some more So, first of all, Brian, that's I'm hilarious. On, Ryan, I'm on your side. Shenmue, 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 Shenmue. So, so first of all, Brian, that's dirty. Second of all, Shenmue. why are you punishing me? I'm not. I'm, I'm saying Shenmue. Listen to me. Shenmue. Moo. Shenmue. Yeah, that. That. The, pronect, uh, the, the, the correct pronunciation is Shinquack. Um, so yes, uh, th- thank you, Ryan. Of course, for for writing in. I'm sorry that I, I hurt you so deeply on a weekly basis. <laughs> You're never you getting. Are. <laughs> you are never getting those Cadbury. You'll eggs. never understand my friendship with Ryan. It's it's just it's very deep. Is that wow. what you? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, so we've got something else in email. We, we for the do. Week. We have we have a songbird email. Yay! Um, Welcome back, songbird. Yes, uh, songbird says, "Dear Tectronicorn, Fallon, Flynn, and whoever else was dragged out of the bag." Um, <laughs> so that's you guys. Hi. Thank you. I wasn't a bag earlier. We were in the same bag. Yeah. Uh, that's... Comparing rust penis sizes. <laughs> oh, the big bag. Uh, so Songbird says uh, obviously what disappointed me the most was Nintendo's digital event it's weird I'm saying this considering I had a blast the other day watching the championships unfortunately a lot of the thunder was taken that day when data miners leaked Roy and Roy and Ryu earlier when they but when they decide to announce Earthbound Beginnings which should have been saved for E3 uh, while it was going to go along with Nintendo's transforming I found the puppets a bit forced as they really didn't do that much other than being gift fuel. What damned the event uh, was the lack of anything eventful. Uh, last year, they didn't hold back any punches and swung out all sorts of new content. This year, they played defensively with the majority being things we already knew and everything which was new was announced with little fanfare besides Star Fox. Honestly, the only game I didn't even know existed before the event that I'm looking forward to is Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. This event was dry and meek, so let's hope they can redeem themselves an X year. Oh, I got it. Delightful. Well done, That songbird is a wordsmith. She's a breath of fresh air. Uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, are you familiar with the Mario and Luigi... So there's Mario yeah. and Luigi games, and then yeah, there's I the Mario them. Paper games. So this is the two of them kind of put together, right? Yeah, basically. But, but they labeled it after what happens when you get your paper caught in a printer. <laughs> <laughs> good. I work in tech, and this did not occur to me. I am embarrassed. I work in printing. This is my life. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have, it is more relevant to you. Fair enough. Um, that I'm never going to be able to unsee that now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, PC load leather? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, Songbird continues. The best part for me was going to the pl- was going to the PlayStation experience at the theaters and enjoying the show with fellow fans. Awesome! Oh, you made it. Um, with the uh, it was great hearing people's reactions and conversing about what was happening on the screen. Other than the three big bombshells, that su- what, what surprised me the most was Dreams. For those who have, may have forgotten, it was originally a tech demo for PlayStation Move back in 2013. Yeah. So I was shocked to see that resurface. I just just, just wish there was more information about it. Random side note, was anyone not annoyed when they had Disney Infinity on PlayStation's E3 stage? Yes. The whole thing felt awkward to me, and I wanted to slap that guy's face for being there instead of Kingdom Hearts. By the way, I'm actually looking forward to playing that Kingdom Hearts mobile game, as many of us fans have begged for it to, to come outside of Japan. I didn't realize that was already out uh, over there. Cool. I, I was totally, like, that was jarring. I'll say that yeah. much. Yeah, it did seem it, out of place. Right. It felt like I was, you ever, it felt like I was watching the E3 conference and then somehow Radio Disney picked it up and they yeah. were talking down to me and I didn't understand <laughs> it. 
Uh, Songbird asks, if you guys became Muppets, what would you do? Oh my god, I would be Animal Jesus. and I would play drums and I would go, Manimal, play drums, play drums, ah! That's what I would do. There uh, are people sleeping like around. I, I, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Now. Uh, I would just want to be, like for anybody that knows V's for Villains, I would just want to be a Muppet version of Fallon Flynn. Uh, and have like a little felt guitar and everything, and just jam out. I'd like to like have some sort of puppeteer emulating my stupid jackass movements on stage. That would be a lot of fun for me. Okay, that's all I need. Uh, if you were a Muppet, Danny, what would you do? I already have a rubber ducky that I play with every time I take a shower, so I am totally in the Bert and Ernie camp. And ever since gay marriage is legal now, so I'm totally in the <laughs> Bert and Ernie camp. You just killed Joe. Joe's dead. I'm oh, sorry. I can't stop laughing thinking about that. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I'm growing a unibrow just for this. Yeah. By the way, um, can we can we start a Kickstarter to get Songbird on the show? Yes. Oh, I wish. God, that would be amazing. she always has the best emails. Well, obviously, probably usually the only ones, but that's, yeah. that's a different story. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sad. I'm sorry. I'm both happy and sad. Well, I'm hap sad. You at I'm least <laughs> have a regular that writes in your show all the time. Living Showcase does not. Um, well, the Grok, probably not either. Mm, a few. Well, <laughs> I, wrote it, I wrote into your show. Let's, listen, let's, let's, be, let's be fair here. We have a few Facebook comments. We have different social media. Yeah, yeah. No, hang on. I love the progression that that went towards. Joe is just like, yeah, what the Grok probably doesn't have any emails, but I yeah. wouldn't know because I don't listen to it. Yeah. Fuck what the Grok, he says. <laughs> no, I do listen to what the Grok. I wrote in last time. Oh, that's true. You did. Joe. With a terrible pun. What, what, what would you be if you were a Muppet? Oh Christ! I, you know, or what would you do? Well, you'd be Christ. Okay, you'd be Christ. Christ. I'm, no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the least. I'm gonna be the least popular person here. I'm not really a fan of the Muppets. So you get out. I, I know. Get right? out. There's well, a window hang on, here. Hang I'm on. gonna throw you through. You, Joe, Joe can, can I make a recommendation? Let's yeah. just stick with that. Your answer would be that you'd be Christ and just move no, on. no. I'd, I'd I'd probably be Kermit the Frog. Bam. All right, enough. fair enough. Kermit uh, the Frog here. <laughs> so I want my own Muppet. Se- second of third uh, songbird question. Uh, if you had that creepy moon head. What use would you get out of it? That creepy moon head? Is she creepy? Th- she's, she's talking about the mask uh, that, that the, mask? the near uh, director wore on stage. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Oh, I was thinking the Mc- the McDonald Land Lake commercials. Well, let me, let me I can answer that question <laughs> pretty easily because okay. if, I, if I've ever had to go out in public dressed in my V is for Villains gear or when I was in Digital Mindy, I, I guarantee you I've gotten the same look. So I would just do what I do when I'm wearing my costume for the band and walk around and terrorize the shit out of small town folk. You got to go to the small towns where they don't normally see somebody dressed in something like that and just walk into like the local Burger King and order food like that and you don't get the weirdest looks ever. Just act That's completely normal. So if you had this, I, yeah, I saw the, to, the walk, to walk around. I saw God, a gif of that guy clapping. Mask. Yeah. No, it, no, it's from near. It's it's it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it from looks similar. It's it similarish, but yeah. So so if you had this mask, Danny, what would you do? That's well, what, that's um, I had a kind of similar situation when I was in high school. I was a big fan of Slipknot, and I actually dressed up as Corey Taylor for Halloween. So I bought Crazy. the official orange jumpsuit, and I was big on skateboarding. No surprise. And I was <laughs> skateboarding in this jumpsuit in downtown Naperville, and walking around with this, holding my skateboard. Uh, downtown in the streets, this woman runs up to me and goes, you're mighty orange, dude. And that was, I was just like, well, I have to own up to this now. And I jumped off a parking garage. <laughs> I thought you so you would it. just do that then? Yeah. If you just, had the mask on. Just, just with just jump I, off a parking garage. With I'm, the skateboard, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I can't do it anymore because I had a concussion. I, 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 <laughs> from jumping off a park garage. Yeah, I broke my collarbone at the God same time. Damn it was it. fun. I, there's so much information I've obtained in the last 30 seconds. I don't know what to do with it. Joe, what would you do with this with, with this mask? If you if you had this mask, what would you do with it? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have any original thoughts, probably. I would just be like, all right, I got this mask. Ooh, I'm going to... Go about my day, I guess. Like <laughs> just walk around wearing it, yeah. just like like nobody I'd would probably, notice. Showing up at the do, airport. Listen, I, tra- I, I travel for work, so this is probably really awkward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we need to remove the mask. I'd be like, "What mask? Like this is how I look every day." And then Joe is arrested by the TSA. TSA. Um, that's it. That's yeah. it. Well, um, no, because they have no power. I would ju- I would just prank people. I would just have fun with it. I would yeah. I would like stand like right on the outside of like an elevator door and wait for it to open and like scare people. Um, yeah, you would I, have if, to go about your business without saying a word to anybody. Yes, you have to be silent. Absolutely. Um, on days where I'm feeling particularly brave, like I would like maybe like stand over Michelle while she's sleeping and wait for her to wake up and uh, oh my like, God. scare the ever living day. I, that, I, I would die if that if I were to actually attempt this. <laughs> She'd murder you. Murder. Yes, yeah. absolutely. If she take didn't that, take the mask off your head and beat you to death. <laughs> That's true. Yes. She got another um, one, huh? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, pranks. That's what I would do. Um, <laughs> Uh, third question and final. She asks, uh, now that the show is over, it's time for rewards. Uh, what random rewards can you come up with and who should get them? Uh, for example, game with, the, ga- game with the most potential for dick trains. Uh, could be dreams. Could so. be. Could be. No, yeah. could be. Could be. But it's rust. No, no, no. From E3. She's talking from about E3. now that E3, E3 announcements. Over. So um, a- gotcha. awards. I'm sorry. So, so, we, so we have to invent a couple awards oh, to, uh, to, to present... Uh, so well, I, I would present the award for uh, most um, uh, most impressive uh, accomplishment for a small development team. We go to uh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah I'll absolutely. agree with that. Okay. Yeah, good. Um, uh, most appealing visual style, uh, art style, aside from maybe Dreams, would probably be Cuphead. Yep, yep, yep. Most Wreck It Ralph characters is Firewatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That should be an award. Yeah, um, um, but but you mentioned Songbird. You, uh, which game would be uh, you know the Dick Train Award game? Actually, even though you can draw whatever you want in dreams, I'm going to go so far as to say it could be Mario Maker because you could make probably make some 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 dick shaped you know blocks or coin placements or you know what I mean. That's it's, true. Uh, or potential. or it'll be in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five and you can grind the Dick Train. Oh yeah. Well, but remember, good. with with Mario Maker, you have to complete any level that you upload. So you yeah. would have to beat the Dick Train. Yeah, you'd have to, to finish it. it. <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was the best. I'm gonna go ahead and award best best euphemism to Charlie just now. By the way, I, I'm, I'm gonna bring up another game entirely. But okay. uh, on I'm, this particular show, that is one hell of an accomplishment. I because yeah. there have been there have been no lacking I, of those. I'm handing him an award right now. I, I love <laughs> Trials Frontier right now. I'm playing a game. I, I'm playing a track. I, one of the missions is I have to beat a certain randomly associated character at a randomly associated track so i'm playing a track called snowball village and the person i'm trying to beat right now is called i stroke it yeesh <laughs> all right um, the internet wins again <laughs> most pandering game announcement final fantasy 7 oh yeah yeah for yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. like I, I, put, put aside how excited you are about it that was pandering pure and simple. absolutely um let's uh, well it was making i would say best making up for last time lost time announcement i guess would be the Final Fantasy. That game. would require actual information. What would you this award? Was I'm sorry. Would you award uh, like best, <laughs> best making best up surprise. for last year. <laughs> that would be Last Guardian. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Last last year, because they because last year they came out with the we are remaking Final Fantasy VII, 
And then they were like, <laughs> "Did you say it was a Japanese accent?" It's the same. Yeah, sorry, I had to. We oh, are remaking it. It's, the, it's the, the same game, but that's in true. 1080p. Yeah. That's true. They did sort of troll everybody last year with that yeah, one, so yeah. that's true. So it was the best thing um, last year. Well, there, there's a good handful, I think. Yeah, unless yeah, you guys have any sure. other on the tip of your tongue, John, you were about to say one. Yeah. No, I was going to say I. The only other thing I could think of is, is what would be the the you know biggest biggest surprise of the show. Um, Backwards compatibility on the 360. Yeah. You know what? There you right. go. Right. I'll go with that. That's yeah. true. I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, at all. I, yeah. I would say that would be the most shocking announcement. Everything else was rumored and was like hopeful, and I don't think there was a single person no. that thought that that was even thought in Microsoft's head. No, not even. So, um, so yeah. Uh, sincerely, Songbird. So, thank you very much, Songbird, for for uh, writing in. Your emails are always fantastic. Always um, awesome. We love you, John. What do you have coming up in your near future? Um, the the only thing I've got coming up this week is Visa Villains is going to be performing at Anime Midwest in uh, Rosemont this week, uh, this coming Friday, actually the 3rd of July. We're going to be going on at 6 p.m. Um, this is at the Hyatt Regency, um, you know, right across, to, right next to the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. We're going to be going on at 6 p.m. You know, we're going to be playing for an hour. We're doing a new song. We've never played it live before. No one's ever heard it outside of our camp, actually. Is this going to be a video show? Uh, yeah, there's going to be, this Excellent. will be a full video show. Like, we're bringing everything out. The light show, the video show, the whole shebang. Come hang with us. Uh, come catch the show. We'll be hanging out afterwards with everybody to sign whatever you want and take pictures and, you know, uh, just chill with everybody at the con for the weekend. So come hang out. Have fun. Excellent. Uh, Danny, do you have anything coming up in your future that you would like uh, our listeners to know about? The Probably the biggest thing is I'll be doing improv comedy at Westside Improv in Wheaton on Front Street uh, during the months of September on Fridays. Part of the Players Workshop, I'm taking a class that ends in September. So all of September, a brand new comedy thing, all improv, should be really stupid fun. Excellent. Um, uh, if somebody wanted to find out details about um, uh, uh, specific times and things like that, is there some place they could go? Or? It's Fridays at 8, but you can check out westsideimprov.com or Westside Improv on Facebook. They've got a lot of details. And every Friday and Saturday at 8 o'clock, they have live shows. Always really funny. I uh, went last night with my... Or I'm sorry, Friday night with my girlfriend, and she loved it. And it took a little time to convince her to go, but she's going to come every week with me from now until then. Awesome. Uh, Joe, anything coming up in your near future? You know, we're uh, What the Rock is actually going to be recording another podcast here coming up pretty soon, uh, within a week or two. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, we're also looking into a future episode with the... Uh, with people from the Gamerhead Radio podcast, yeah, we're we're hoping. Um, I I know um I know uh, Adam, your co-host, is look is wants wants it to be the full Gamerhead experience when that happens. So it's probably not going to be until uh until a uh, goat gets back hey, from tour. So um it uh it probably it's not going to be until then. But uh, yes, it's 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 definitely on the to do list. Uh, briefly, in 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 one or two sentences, uh, for what the grok for those who aren't familiar with it, what is your podcast about? Oh Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> no for 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 what the grok um. Basically, it's a podcast for geeks by geeks. Oh, Fubu! Uh, yes, gotcha. yeah, Fubu, Fugugubu, <laughs> Fugugubu. <laughs> um, basically, it's it's just general geek stuff, geekdom. It's like a general uh, geek the, topic the, every week. Exactly. Much. The uh, well, not every week. The, the idea of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, more or less, exactly. Uh, Four weeks out of the fifty-two. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully. Last, last year we added, over the last year of our podcast existing we we averaged 13 episodes 
over the course of the year. So, so here's I'm what this, is, so here's what this here's what this means, folks. Um, if if you have a podcast stable that you already listen to and you're thinking I can't listen to another podcast, just subscribe to What the Grok because exactly. they rarely put out episodes. You can fit them in no problem. <laughs> it's it's a really fun show. Yeah, I no, it, it, it is a that. it is a lot of fun. Um, right. and uh, so if you like any kind of geek culture, they, they you know it's uh it, we, pretty much cover it all. So. We try to cover a little bit of everything. Uh, we yep. we try not to leave anyone out. The idea of our show is everyone's got a geek hole. Uh, a, a hole in or their, a couple, a hole in their geek, a hole in their geekdom that that they could stand to fill, and we we try to we try to uh, fill all your holes. So this episode, man, I don't know what. <laughs> Without saying anything, somebody spiked the beer this week. I think. I'm excited. Um, on, on my on my side of things, um, uh, my future is basically consisting of ponies, 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 and cons, 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 cons. Um, but so aside from all that, um, because I don't want to be repetitive every week, I'll just remind any potential any potential new listeners out there um, that if you would like to uh, converse on a on a more direct basis with, um, I believe, everybody in this room, you can find us on Facebook and several groups, uh, most notably in relation to this podcast, is The Players Club. Um, uh, just, uh, just an open Facebook group. Uh, just please uh, request an invite and come on in and talk about video games with us. Um, if uh, if you like things Android, you can find all about Android. If you want to talk about uh, PCs and general computer geekery stuff, you can find the mouse click spelled C L I Q U E because puns. Um, ha! Thank you. And uh, uh, if you want to talk about beer, you can uh, look up um, Chicago Craft Beer Enthusiasts uh, or Cobra because acronyms. And if you want to talk about iOS related stuff, you can look up Curiosity um, because it was a word that has iOS in it. Yeah, yeah, and um, tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some more activity there would not be uh, would not would not be would not be unappreciated. Yeah, double negatives. For next week's show, we're going to be talking about companion apps. Uh, John and I have both had uh, varying levels of experiences with different companion apps in the past, and so we want to know what you guys think. Have you ever uh, found a companion app for a video game? Or anything, I suppose, um, to be particularly compelling. What have you really liked? Uh, have you had any disasters, any real failures with companion apps? Uh, just let us know what you think. Uh, companion apps, yay or nay? That's our mailbag question to you for next week. Okay, and so with all that being said, if you like what you hear, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie. John is at the Fallon Flynn. Goat off on tour. Follow his antics at Sir Goatsworth on Twitter and also on Instagram. Uh, Danny, your Twitter? Do you have a Twitter? No, I'm, Do you tweet? No, I'm letting the garbage at the dumpster. I don't know. Fair enough. Joe, uh, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, anything, any place have, people can find you? I have Twitch. Uh, Twitch is... Is Bazooka Camel. Uh, Twitter is at Bazooka Camel. Sure. Uh, and my uh, the the Facebook thing I'm really doing right now is uh, is Food Erotica, and uh, it's F O O D I E R O C I A. If you love food and if you love looking at food, this is the place for you to go. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then also, of course, Facebook.com/slash What the Grok and whatthegrok.com for my podcast. Perfect. Um, you can call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer or write an email to editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. Uh, please download the official GamerHead Radio app on Google Play or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been a intoxicated episode of GamerHead Radio.
Almost man down. Oh. I, I hit triangle. We're good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why? The corner. Is it why? I don't no, know. it'd be square. <laughs> Whatever the top one is on Xbox. Triangle. Oh, oh, yeah. On Xbox? On Xbox? The top one on Xbox? Isn't it Y? Yeah, it's Y. It was oh, Y. They say yeah. triangle on, on, on PS4. I don't know what just happened to me. Oh, man. I'm converting everyone. <laughs> it's <literally>. true. <laughs> Yeah, should, and I have uh, one. I have one of these that, like, uh, more like that one. It's a, a bit thicker. It hangs up and comes down. We're talking about penises, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're rolling. That's excellent. <laughs>